Welcome back, everybody, to... Oh. I just looked at you blankly like, what episode is this? Oh, okay. Well, we're episode 14. Yes. Okay. So, welcome back to episode 14, scene three. Uh, We've got a bit of a treat for you tonight because we have... First. Two special guests. Yes. On our... Uh, movies that are good for date nights. I guess so, yes. Is that Movie, what we call movies it? Movies for date night, I guess. Why do we always come up with a theme that we don't remember? And we don't word right. <laughs> I guess we're going to look at movies that are good for couples. Okay. Uh, yeah. Something that, you know, you can both get something from. I'm sure everyone's been in that situation with their boyfriend or husband or wife. Or so girlfriend. Misery? We're doing Misery tonight? <laughs> Last Tango with Paris. <laughs> Last Tango with Paris. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we thought we'd explore that. So we've got two guests. Um, we'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Ash. And I'm Lauren. Um, and you two are a young married couple, I should say. Happily lovely married couple, as we stare at each other across this. Uh... <laughs> of, of 14 years, though. No. Ma- married to 14 yeah, years. Yeah, technically only married for a year yeah. on paper, but you get to together, together for a very you get long to time. Together, I think you should backlog it, just I for the gifts so. alone. Yeah, yeah that's get, it. Get to yeah. that silver gift quicker. It's about that status as well, you know. You have two years. Absolutely. Status. Well, you know, holds up. Half your life. We usually like to, before we get into the episode, pry a little bit into the two of you and uh, we ask the question, what's your favourite movie? We know that's a bit of a generic question, but one that cycles into your top three pretty regularly or that you might watch very regularly on a yearly basis. I'm pretty um, pretty varied. I don't know if I could actually pinpoint one, to be honest. There's not one that stands out uh, above the crowd. I suppose I'm kind of a book nerd, so things like Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre, I uh, revisit those a lot. Terrible adaptations, good adaptations. There's a bit of a... Scene. Yeah, there's always that with books. is always difficult because it's like they're never going to be better than the book. A movie's never going to be oh, better than the book. Oh, it can't happen, uh, but it can entertain you for, a, for a little Jurassic bit of time. Park. Oh, yeah, I was about to say Jurassic Park. I still the think Shining. the book's better than Jurassic Park. The Shining's equal. The Shining is close. That's probably... Yeah. Stephen King. But yeah. actually, that's probably up there But even favorites. Stephen King said he liked the movie better than yeah, the book. Yeah, so. after a while. Yeah, yeah. it took, it took him a while to get over the fact. Ash, your favourite? On a rotation, it's... Just are they it's Aliens hard. Two or Predator? Just given whatever aliens day, two. love it. So James aliens, Cameron yeah. Fest, just a big macho fest with massive guns. It's a good, it's a solid movie. It's, it's almost perfect movie. It's perfect in, in every way. Because I because we rewatched Alien for the podcast, and I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot how much I like Aliens. Yeah, when I watched Alien. <laughs> aliens still solid as, but Aliens, aliens is great. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Cameron is finest. Um, and then we ask worst movie, movie that you hate, movie that infuriates oh. you. Oh. Okay, can I go recent? I can think of one the other day that I really threw the remote through the TV was Neon Demon. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, and I'm normally a massive. You love like, that kind I, of indie stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I normally was, like, I love Drive and I, I even liked Only God Forgives, but I just, something about Neon Demon was just. just it's pretty pretentious. Dunk it up. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't handle it. Beautifully yeah. shot and beautiful pictures, yeah. but just. It's, it was the longest hundred minutes I've nearly ever spent with a movie ever. Yeah. Like it, and, and yeah. you know, I, I hear you guys talk a lot about the perfect ninety-minute movie, and yeah. this hundred minutes was just—I was checking the clock, yeah. checking Facebook, just anything to stop. I hate watching when you it. do that, and you're like, "Oh, all right, I'm sixty minutes in." And that's and it. Yeah. No, I haven't done that for a movie for a long time. So yeah, that's no. yeah, definitely a recent bad one. All right. Uh, Ash might throw something at me for this one, but oh. Burn After Reading. I almost oh. walked out of the cinema. Really? They loved it. I was just, I left being like, what is this? Yeah. The whole oh, way through the, the film? The whole thing, yeah. Just not engaging. Just... Nah, not engaging, not yeah. funny. Brad just... Pitt's physical comedy oh. in that. It's cold. <laughs> nah. The running on the treadmill. I said you throw something at me. About yeah. it. That's the beauty of movies. That's why we like to oh, ask these questions because it's a good <laughs> subjectiveness. Um, going forward, I guess, Mark. 
I just want to ask you a question as you're drinking water. Yeah. You know, well, like way to stitch me right up. Thank you. <laughs> Half sister. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dive into the first one. I um, think we, we haven't told everyone what we watched. Oh, yeah, of course. We, we watched uh, The Wedding Singer, uh, The Princess Bride, and American Beauty were the three that we watched. I think we mentioned in the last episode. No, we, I don't think we, we did. did. But that's okay. It, it did make me worry. Pause the podcast now. Go and watch all three movies in a row. And then back. <laughs> if you <laughs> haven't seen these movies, you probably should have seen them. It, so it makes me worry now. about you, though, if that's what you came up with for date night movies, I have to say up front. Date night. These weren't all my suggestions. Oh, okay. Uh, Ashley I actually threw in Princess Bride. Princess like, Bride. Probably, probably a date movie, obviously. Obviously, I accepted. <laughs> the <theme laughs> so that wasn't your shoehorn. Okay. I think that's a great date movie, though. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that's a really... It's got a bit of everything in it, but we'll get into that one. Um, why? Why do you not like these three? Do you want something... No, it's not that I didn't like them. I, it's not that I didn't like them. Yeah. Just don't, don't be so defensive. I'm not defensive. I just... <laughs> don't you dare say anything about <laughs> <laughs> Rob Reiner. I d- well, American Beauty for one, I would not take a date. To yeah, American I thought Beauty. that was it. I thought that's a good date movie. If you want to kind of have you watched American? Like Beauty? a good conversation afterwards, though. That's you definitely good, could, but it's yeah. Because isn't that the point of a date? You want to like if you want a date with someone new, maybe you want to sort of have a conversation afterwards. Like no. I wouldn't like little, as little talking as possible afterwards. I don't like talking. Oh right, <laughs> what kind of date suits you got? Well, you've been on that. Right? You want the movie to wrap up the date? Yeah, that's you know right. right. You know, Sixty-five the, minutes. The but I'm such a prick in the movie though, so I have to give you something out because I, I don't like don't touch my hands. I don't want to make out with you. Don't even talk to me during the movie. Like, don't even like, think about it. Popcorn. I would wear those blinders if I could in a in a movie because I hate. About watching movies with people in the cinema. I have to say it is an experience the first time you go to a movie with Shane because you sit down and then he sits down three seats away from you (laughs) in in his happy place. If it's in relatively quiet cinema, I'll sit like a row back or something. I just, I like to have my space and just absorb. And I hate cell phones in cinemas too and they just seem to be rampant now. Um, Yeah, cool. We'll dive into the first one. Uh, The Wedding Singer, which was 1998. Directed, great year. Yeah, one of the best years for cinema, the, like we discussed, 95 to 2000. Directed by Frank Corassi, who I've never heard of, but obviously a big fan of Adam Sandler's. He's done Click, Zookeeper, The Waterboy, Blended, The Ridiculous Six. Uh, we'll get into Adam Sandler in a second. Written by Tim Halithi, who's done, again, must be one of Sandler's boys, done Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Waterboy, and uh, Pixels. Runtime of one hour, 35 minutes, which we love. Stars, <laughs> Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. Uh, Bashimi. That's it, yeah. has a beautiful Stealing cameo. Beautiful cameo. Uh, John Lovitz also has a really, really nice cameo. Uh, and I can't remember the actor who plays George. It's drawn a blank there. You know who plays George, the comedian? It's all right. It's an obscure name. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. Mm, um, do you want to take a swing at the plot, Ash? Um, well, it's a pretty simple one, and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, <laughs> um, Adam Sandler is your what? Every man that has it every all, Joe, yeah. Every Joe that has it all, and about to get married to his love, or what he thinks is the love of his life, and has it all turn on its head as she leaves him at the altar, and yeah, then he finds out that uh, love was in front of him the whole time. That's it in uh, America's sweetheart in Drew Barrymore. Yeah, so I think this is was this this is the first. Maybe they did the first thing they did together. I think they joke they do it every ten years or three something. or four. Yeah, now, they? yeah or? well, they got blended. Fifty first dates. This obviously. This. Yeah, blended was the most recent, wasn't it? Yeah, I actually thought that wasn't too bad. Blended. Yeah, I tried oh, watching yeah. it the other day and uh, just newer Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. So there's something about how cynical he's become with himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just goes. 
where do I want to go on holiday? Yeah. And sets it there. Yeah, can you, you say him? no when a truck no. backs up to your driveway? That's what I like no. about him. He's on Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, and he's just in tracksuit pants and a jumper. Mm. He couldn't give a fuck no. about anyone or anything. <laughs> Does he have to and anymore? He's got so, no, he's yeah, got so much money, he doesn't. And he's on that big $10 million deal with Netflix. He got a good Netflix deal, that's And then sure. his production company's making the films as well. Yeah. So he's just taking it from both ends. Yeah, he's well, out rubbish he, films. Yeah, absolutely garbage. Yeah. Himself. He's giving it to the composer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so okay, he's, yeah. he's one in all um, aspects. But yeah, this is obviously this is an era of good Adam Sandler films. This is probably where he started to fall down towards after this, I'd say. Yeah, sorry, that's towards the end. Fair. Yeah, pretty soon after. Punch Rock Love. When was that? 2004? Oh, yeah. Was, was like, even the Cobbler wasn't too bad if anyone saw that. No, I didn't see that. Where he wears the shoes and he becomes the person whose shoes it is. Okay. It's kind of a little bit of a heartstring puller, but um, yeah, he's in the Steve Buscemi, isn't it? <laughs> As always, but then you've got all these nonsense. I mean, that Jack and Jill film still stands oh, out as one of the worst films yeah. I've ever seen. And I don't know how De Niro, Pacino, Pacino, sorry, Pacino got in that film. I will never understand. No, just a, that's not a truckload of money. That's yeah, like <laughs> that's the 17, boat and a hotel yeah. load of money. And <laughs> that's yeah. you on this island now. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's one of the worst films he's ever done. Um, I love the wedding singer though. I think um, the opening scene is fantastic, sets the tone for the film. I think this is a good couples date night film because it's got a bit of everything in it, like in terms of like comedy and romance. No, I think I don't think anyone could not like this film. Am I am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, I've got to say, I'm never sold as Adam Sandler as a romantic lead man. And oh, okay. I'm, I'm not biased against a bit of an, you know, it doesn't need to be a classically handsome, you know, like yep. Chris O'Dowd in the bride in Bridesmaids, like I'm there, I'm all there. Yeah. But yeah. but Adam Sandler, I just can't buy it, especially in this one. He's so soft and. Oh, that's how you like him. This when is really young and he's, yeah. yeah, he's so soft in this. It's it's such a um such a gentle character. I just I don't think he's got much. What do you think about their chemistry though? The because obviously that's the big. I think they have good chemistry. I think. Mean, yeah. yeah. You but can, again, she's a gentle sweetheart, so she has, I mean, she it's always she probably yeah, would have assumed Hugh, Hugh Grant in that terrible music in the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So I think she probably brings That's more it. to the table than Sandler does in, in terms of chemistry. The chemistry in Poison Ivy was pretty good. Oh, I forgot so, about that. That's yeah. a good reference. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you reached right back there for that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, the opening scene's great, right? Like, uh, I think everyone's been to a wedding with a drunk uncle. Oh, and, uh, that's beautiful. Drunk that's brother in this case. A very underrated Bashimi, I think, as a physical <laughs> I, comedy oh, actor. So he's, he's amazing. It, I don't know why, but every time I watch it, it's very, I, I, like, I love to laugh and I laugh. I internalise a lot of my humour when I'm watching something, but very rarely <laughs> do I at, laugh out loud. But when he's giving his speech and then he's like, oh, the best man, and he's like, the better man. <laughs> yeah. the way, oh, just the way he moves. Yeah, and, yeah he's just... <laughs> It's so hideous to look at as well. And like, that's it. He, I don't think he's been utilised enough as just an amazing nah, comedy like, actor. Yeah, he's, he, the Sandler's only really gives him comedy bits. Yeah. Like, mm. Even in his Coen brother experiences, they don't really put much humour into his characters. Oh, he was pretty funny in Fargo, but yeah, as, a, but as, as a, a horribly dark. Yeah, as a crazy lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though he was a drunk in this, though, he's still quite light. But there's even that towards the um, halfway point of the movie, he's, like, doing a bit of a stumble as well. And just such a such an insect-looking man that when he's stumbling, like, the, the physical comedy is fantastic that he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then, like, having him the wedding singer at the end of the mm. film is quite nice as well. Uh, so from there, yeah, we learn that uh, Adam Sandler's character is getting married, uh, what, the next week or something? Week, yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. a week away. And, yeah. and we meet Drew Barrymore's character. I wrote their names down to remember the time. Julia. Julia. Because she's going to marry Julia. 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 Yeah. So Robbie, Robbie meets Julia and uh, obviously there's a bit of chemistry uh, between the two. 
They talk about his wedding, and then obviously he gets let down, which is pretty bad. That whole scene's uh, pretty brutal. Yeah, when he gets when he gets dropped for never sort of making it or never yeah. going to the next step, you'll yeah. always be a wedding singer, and you know it's once you brutal. Run, she just like tears him a new one, like, great rock leaves him the altar, and then gives him like you've got a terrible yeah, life, yeah, like, <laughs> what you are, and here yeah. it is. And I shouldn't skip past. Our favourite character has to be the, the grandma that raps, right? The rap- yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Of What's his, what is he, Adam Sandler's fascination with the old? Like, just He, he squeezes them into he it. He always does. There's something that he... But they're always like really naive sort of, yeah. Is it, is it just him trying to be more of that every, every man that everyone oh, loves? Like you could even take him home to your grandma. Like, but yeah, it I just always she, seems to do she that. She pays him in the meatballs. And yeah, that's a good hand straight at the hand. And, yeah. yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Um, and then she's at the wedding sitting next to George who's just crying. Oh, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I love George. George is so good. What's the song he sings? Uh, do you really want to hear it? Yeah. Culture Club. That's right. I yeah. love it. And you start hearing she's, she's, that's just on as, the loop. As it rings on loop at the start <laughs> of the wedding, that's great. That's and then all you hear people yelling at, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, it's one of the. It's very funny stuff. Uh, and then she somehow convinces him, I guess, to. Uh, wedding help, planner? Help, yeah, be yeah. wedding planner, which is. Um, this is the thing I should ask. Like during the, I guess then the, the second act of the film is basically just a montage of getting married, sorting out how to be married. Yeah, and stuff. Andrew Barrymore finding out that she doesn't really like him. Yeah, but I, I always like, husband like, to be. Like I, I do love films like this, but I'm always just like, what do girls really not realise that that guy's a prick? Like you meet him within ten seconds, like this guy's a massive prick. <laughs> no, no. On behalf of so many of my friends, I think yeah. you can have linkers. Yeah. You can have, like, she just wants that uh, that goal. Uh, <laughs> but she doesn't really. She never, she sort of never plays it that she'll be like no. rich or that she's going to be happy with his money. Or but her never, friend, who's her friend again? Uh, uh, his sister. Her friend's her sister, Christine yeah. Taylor. That's the one. What's well, that name? actress. Um, can't remember who she plays in it. Holly? Yeah, that Maybe. was a Holly. Is it a Holly? Yeah. We'll go with Holly. Yeah. That sounds reasonable enough. Um, but she's sort of like the. Um, uh, the promiscuous one. It's Ben Stiller's yeah. wife, isn't it? Yeah, Christine Taylor, yeah. who looks amazing in anything. Was she a pretty much good? Yeah. Was she? Yeah, she was, she was in the, the second Marsha. Yeah. Second oh, Marsha, yeah. Oh, okay, yes. When they rebooted it. sense. For the second time. We should squeeze that into the podcast sometime. That Brady Bunch. <laughs> Brady Bunch reboot. We did, we did have a theme in the spitball pit for reboots, didn't we? <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought of Brady Bunch, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about when she's like, what kind of kiss are you going to do? And then she like oh, makes Drew Barrymore yes, kiss. Okay. The setup, yeah. That's never happened to me. When does that happen? Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> uh, never. That's yeah, has that ever happened to anyone here? Like, hey, you're just friends. It'll be fine. It's like, yeah, no, that's, that's what it. makes it awkward. I, we both have partners. That was a really awkward scene where um, Holly makes Julia kiss Robbie. Was that like the silliness of the 80s? I Did, guess so. Was that trying to, yeah. It just seems like lazy writing. It's like we need to find a reason to make <laughs> yeah, things to exactly. so that they realise that they're, realize they're, they're, in love they're madly in love with each other, yeah. So let's go, oh, what kind of kiss are you going to do? Is that something that, that you two discussed before getting married? Whether whether to go the big pash or just the little delicate. You're in front of family. Nah, not at all. Yeah, we, you're always going to be thinking of grandma and, mm. you know, you don't want to go to. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, thinking you're, you're thinking of grandma <laughs> while you're going <laughs> to kiss your new wife? Well, Is that what you just said? No. It's all coming out now. We've, yeah, we've got that on time. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what did you? Was there a discussion about kisses before getting married? I think there might have been. I can't that remember. Seems like she would have I've been long. married a long time now. <laughs> That's true. I forget a lot of things. How long have you been married for? Nine years. Oh, I was trying to nice. set you up there and get you in trouble, but you've done. Never well. going to happen. 
You guys were like how old when you got together? I couldn't even tell you. Oh, take gotcha. <laughs> Edit that one out. Um, yeah, take, so take more off. Take more time <laughs> yeah, off. nine yeah. on top of nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the movie works, work, work, uh, travels along at a very fast pace. And I don't think at any point in the movie do you really, well, I didn't find that it was like boring or slow or. No, not at all. That's, that is one of the good things I think about old Adam Sandler movies is that they really did. To just boat. move along well, and you know, even though you're not, it's not laugh out loud sort of comedy. It was just, it's yeah. always pleasing, and you're always, you know, waiting. You know, there's not next. a lot of substance there. So yeah, just skim it. the yeah. water. Like, yeah, skim it was easy. Like, like, can we talk about the best scene in the whole movie, though? The rapping grandma. We already mentioned. No, <laughs> it's not the rapping grandma. It is a great well, scene when they're auditioning wedding singers. Oh, you are 100 percent right. Sorry, Thank you. And so the the other jerk off, who's John, John, John yeah. Yeah. he's amazing. That is so he plays it. He's sexual, the the look oh. that he does oh. very more. And so we get the well. Thank you. You've just um, inspired me to hire a DJ. And then yeah, Adam right. Sandler does his little song to Julia because she pleads with him. That's right. And that's the best song ever written. That's one of those things where I was watching it and I sang along to it and I was like, yeah, I know all the words to this. But again, I couldn't tell you anything from high school that they taught me in classes. <laughs> Just the Linda song. I know the words to this stupid song. Yeah. Mm. I was like, holy shit, that's so bad. Like, I was just like, I haven't watched this film in years. I'm pretty sure I heard that song before I'd even seen the movie. Like, I had it was on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I had it on a mix CD. Yeah. So it was probably three minutes. So I don't yeah. think I first saw the not, movie until the early 2000s, but <laughs> everyone knew that song and it was always. Yeah. It was on the soundtrack because I remember I did own the soundtrack and that was like. It, it used to spin quite a lot, the soundtrack and that song in particular. Yeah. I hope you fucking chose me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to die. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then that's where you got like John Lovitz. He's like, he's losing his mind. <laughs> yes. And the little and then fade the curtain away. The Creepily enough, the curtain <laughs> just covers right. Would have been good fun to do. Um, and then uh, what do they do? They go out. That's right. They go out of the nightclub. Oh, they double date. Holly. Yeah. And, um, that's right. That's yeah, right. Holly starts going out with. And he reveals Robbie that and he's a creep. The other dude reveals he's a creep. Mm. Yeah. He's going on about grade A ass. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. We notice a, actually a lot how much Drew Barrymore's she character gets her. a lot. Gets her it's butt a- slapped and... Like at the start, she does. She does yeah. By, by, yeah. Yeah. It's a child. At the oh, start no, at an the, old lecherous man gets her. She's waitressing. And, you know, yeah. it was kind of typical of the 90s. She's turning around and be like, oh my gosh, but doesn't Just turn around and tell the guy off. Like, I was like, I can you do that nowadays, this. you'd be getting a slap in her. Do you know what? I've had the same conversation, uh, conversation in my brain with myself <laughs> while I was watching the Bar Mitzvah scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the guy same grabs thing. her ass and she's yeah. like, ooh, and it's like, it's just laughing. No. Off back then. <laughs> and then you should be teaching a young man that. Yeah. that it's okay just to grab what you want. It's pretty amazing. And then the bigger crime is Adam Sandler grabs the little girl's hands and puts on his butt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is funny, but at the same time, I'm like, she's a 13 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit It's one of those one. things where you go back and watch it and you're like, that's really not, that's weird. It's strange how quick we've gone in 18, well, in a good way, but 18 years since that, you know. Yeah, I, look, and I, I always cite, uh, I've cited a few times on this show, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, and they say faggot three times. And it's so yeah. jarring to hear yeah. Keanu Reeves yell faggot at someone. And you're like, wow, that's such a derogatory yeah. term. And this is a film from 1996-ish or 90... Yeah, what was it? That's pretty late. I thought no, it was... Yeah. Was it? I yeah, maybe. It was in the second movie. Yeah. It was like, it was like more late after. 80s. But it's still so jarring to hear mm. when you rewatch a movie and you're like, oh, gosh. Like, yeah. Oh. Like, you know, it's not in context of he was a racist. His character was meant to be a lovable buffoon, you know? I think, it, I think the word actually means it 
pile of sticks as well. If you <laughs> yes. really go back to, I don't think that's really the context. I'm pretty sure it's not his defense. You're raising a good point. She is groped quite a lot. I didn't really think about. I just thought about that one bit where the kid grabs her bum, and I'm like. That's not right. That's, That's weird. Poor <laughs> Drew. Yeah, but she, yeah, like you said, it's that 90s attitude. It is, yeah. Like, oh, and well. I think it's actually carried over. And I hear a lot of complaints about Sandler's new films with that as well, actually. Oh, there was yeah, the, yeah. In The Ridiculous Six, there was- That's a- kind of the funny thing with Barrymore, though. I think she kind of maybe pushes back as much as she didn't, but she probably pushes back a lot of that, I think. Yeah. as a, She's a stronger t- type sort of female character. That's true. Once you're gone to what bet the- Betty Ford Clinic at right. 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. probably ready you for that life for us. Yeah. You know, full drug addiction by 12, yeah. No, well, she's a strong strong person, but, yeah, you, the new Adam Sandler movies are far more worse than that. Yeah, I think they're worse, yeah. It's a weird thing, isn't it? You could really you could really look into that as, like, that's what's, you know, one of the big uh, cultural offences of teaching young men that it's okay just if you want to grab a girl's bum, just grab a girl's bum. Yeah, do bum. we all blame Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like go by, go by that logic, you'd never want to watch Mad Men either. But no. still an amazing show. But I guess at least Mad Men, it's in context of like it's, yeah, it's, it's recreating yeah. something that did happen and it's, you know, it wasn't right. But Well, that took a dark turn real fast. Mm. Adam Sandler <laughs> grabbing <laughs> <one> <laughs> the wedding singer gets so yeah, yeah. It's a great <laughs> film. Let me re uh, What were we saying? Yes, that was the best scene. Uh, they go out... We learn that he's a real prick and, like, he's going to sleep around and Sandler's like, oh, yeah, but when you're married, you won't, you know. But Because that changes things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird the way he says that. Oh, sure, now, but when you're married, you're going to have to stop, right? And he's like, nope. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just hit it on the head and it's just done for, you know. No more of this silliness. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, now I'm married, I'll stop cheating. I swear, he's I like, promise. And what does he say, three to four times a week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that's, that's beyond cheating. That's You've got a psychological problem. Well, he never really wanted to get married in the first place. No. And he, that that comes across quite strongly in that scene as well. Yeah, because like, he wanted oh, to. It's the thing to do. You know, she's been with me for so long, I suppose I had to do it. So he doesn't really, he doesn't love her. He doesn't want to marry her because he loves her. He's just, he's just a jerk. He was after every man's dream, which is no family and let's elope to Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, is which is every man's perfect right. wedding, yeah, okay. almost sort of. <laughs> yeah, like that would be great, Vegas. But married um, by Elvis, it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice and cheap too. Yeah, cheap casino with sticky floors sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> every girl's dream. Every oh, girl's man. dream. Yeah. Such <laughs> married romantic. by Elvis. Side note: We did not get married in Vegas. <laughs> we didn't. No, we didn't. We couldn't find an Elvis impersonator good enough. <laughs> Um, and then I guess we fast forward to sort of the third act of the film, which is the big um, airport scene, because, you know, mm. if you're making a romantic comedy, you've got to have, got to have an airport. Um, and then Billy Idol, they've done their best to de-age Billy Idol by 20 years, but it doesn't work. Yeah. The man already looks 10 years older than he already is. Than he should be, yeah, so that's right. Technically aging him back 30 you years. Can't <laughs> <de-age> <laughs> a, you can't de-age a rocker. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Robbie's obviously on the planes in first class and uh, – He's telling the story of what happened and how horrible and he's going to win her back and then we learn that she's on the plane. And we get another Adam. That's an Adam Sandler original, right? Yeah. 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 yeah he's, he's a pretty What's good song called? Oh, grow Old Together. That's grow right. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's, the first, that's the first thing that gets sung to her at the start and then he sings that to her at the end. There's a little... Does he really? Like, yeah. The, the, no, sorry. When they first kiss, I think it is. the, work, the song. That song is playing, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're and right, like an instrumental version. Yeah, a little yeah. instrumental. And then that's at the a end, nice that's actually what yeah. 
What are you? Nice pickup. Yeah, yeah I realised that at the start. Oh, you nice. yeah, I had my Adam Sandler. There's just a, there's a little bit of that sort of some layers. There's some layers there. Feel back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is awesome. And then she obviously they see, sings her a big song and she comes to her senses and Billy Idol threatens to bash that wanker <laughs> just to get his Englishness in there. I, I like um, what's her husband's or husband's to be name again? I forget. The last name. I always want to say Chad because like I feel like Greg guys like that are called Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah Greg with two Gs it's a or something. Kind of name. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he's sitting yeah. on the he's sitting on the window seat of the plane, and I just think that whole uh, that whole scene sums him up as what a dick what he is. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, this goes back to Sandler's conversation. Yeah, yeah she's like, I've never seen the lights of Vegas. Can we swap seats? And he's like, Oh no, but I'll let you lean over me. You're like what a yeah, dick. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll let you lean over me. Yeah. Like he's doing her a favour. Yeah, like he's going out of his way. Which I like because, you know, it's good. These movies are good because the good guy wins in the end. And That's so. it. And you've got to make the villain as villainous as possible. Yeah, you've got to make him, like, unlikable, I guess. Deplorable. Yeah, being. otherwise it would be really yeah, bad. Otherwise she's just going to marry him because he's got money. Yeah, he's like, he's a nice guy. She's like, oh, but he's got money, you know. Yeah, I can look past that. That's what, I, don't, I still think, like, could you actually win someone's heart with, like, a, as a grand romantic gesture, like a sing? Would a song do it for Not you? this day and age, no. You need more. It's too easy to write it's songs now. Too, I don't know. Even these grand proposals of people with the social media and everyone's, oh, you yeah, know, there's right. in front of a crowd of people and people are feeling, I could not think of anything worse, to be honest. I, I feel like, <sighs> yeah, especially the proposal thing. It's yeah. really weird when it's this big 70,000 people are involved. Like, if anything, it seems like it should be a personal thing. Yeah. Like, you know. There was literally, I was at Coldplay on Friday night. I was literally in front of 70,000 people. They put him up on the stage and you could kind of see her in her face and I was like, is she saying yes just because yeah, you're in front of 70,000 yeah. people? Maybe that's why some people do it because it's like guaranteed yes. <laughs> She's not going to say no. So I don't know. I, yeah, I wish I knew someone that had done some grand romantic gesture. I've never. Has anyone ever, like what's the, Surely something on the internet where there's something. been some big turn down though? Like what's, you know, what's been oh, the largest ever to get? There's got to be one on like Swiss Hand or something. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's – I always like in these movies how everything wraps up with like a song or a grand romantic gesture and it's like – And everyone's clapping. And everyone's happy. Good. And like it's really good and it's like, yay. And it's like, would that be enough though? Like, yeah, you know. Is There's got to be more like it. Yeah. yeah like I just love to see the movie after that. That would be the movie I'd like to see. It's got the awkward conversation where she has to explain that she's essentially leaving this guy at the altar now. Like she was a day yeah. away from marriage. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go. You know, they don't go into the awkward plane ride where she yeah. – yeah, Sorry, plane security, you have to sit back in your seat that you're allocated <laughs> to. You have to go back there. <laughs> like, you know, they don't bring up that awkward plane ride back. Or to Vegas, the plane's not turning around. It's landing in Vegas and you're there in Vegas. That's it. With these two men. It's horrible. Uh, and then we end obviously on him getting married to her. Married with Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi singing. comes back as the winning singer. There's <laughs> not even enough Who's for more. the priest? I feel like one of the characters was a priest. So hard in Adam Sandler films. No, I'm not sure no. who's the no. priest. All right, I'm drawing some. I'm just inver- Sometimes <laughs> I like to rewrite the endings of films. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who it was. You know That's it, yeah. It would have been a great addition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what I would do. Uh, yeah, so uh, good film for me. I definitely would recommend if you haven't seen it. I would say see it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Watch it. I'm, I'm talking directly to I your wife say when I say that. that. <laughs> She's seen it. Oh, has she? Yeah, of course. That's, that's a good yeah. sign. Yeah. I think yeah. she'd seen all of these movies. She's, had she seen Princess Bride? I thought she was... Oh, maybe she hadn't. Because I do remember berating her about it. So I Actually, that's I true. Yes, no, but yeah. Uh, for me, it's recommend. Yeah, recommend. As lighthearted. Yeah, a bit of a 
Check your brand at the door. I think it's in one of, in his top three, and and the soundtrack of it too makes it really good. It's oh got yeah, amazing didn't even mention soundtrack. the soundtrack. The soundtrack's the best thing about it. Just you know, flock of seagulls and Billy uh, Billy Idol. There's just everything playing through it. I mean, didn't even mention the limo driver either. Just shout out to the limo driver. He was funny. And the jacket. And the jacket. Good yeah. jacket. Lose the glove though. You look like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get the job? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is the only limo driver in town. <laughs> Uh, yeah, recommend for me as well. I love, I love the, um, like I said, that scene where he sings the song. There, half he wrote half when he was with um, his girlfriend, and half after they broke up. It's the best song ever written. So, absolutely <laughs> recommend. He was listening to the Smith, uh, Robert Cure, and the yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cracks me up. It all was bullshit. <laughs> it just sounds so good. Cool. Uh, we'll jump in our time machine. That seats four or as many as we like at the seats, one of those time machines. So it's a time machine bus. Yeah, time machine bus. <laughs> it's a people carrier. We're only going one year into the future from that Ooh. to 1999. Uh, American Beauty, um, bit of a controversial one. Uh, directed by Sam Mendes, Aussie Sam Mendes. Uh, Jarhead, he did a couple of James Bonds the last couple, didn't he? Skyfall. Yeah, he's done the last Skyfall, But he did Spectre as well, didn't he? He did. Yes. Um, and away we go, uh, Road to Perdition, all that kind of stuff. Written by Alan Ball, who's big for TV, obviously, Six Feet Under, Sybil, True Blood. Um, he's done some solid work there. Yeah, he's yeah. got a resume of TV, absolutely. And he did that Towelhead movie as well, which I thought was really good. Uh, runtime is two hours and two minutes. It's got a big, chunky runtime on this one. We've got stars-wise, we've got Kevin Spacey, uh, Annette Benning, Thora Birch, Wes Bentley, Chris Cooper, Mina Savari. Um, and the plot. Lauren, would you like to take a swing at the plot of American <laughs> Beauty? I don't know if that's so much of a, an easy one to summarise. It's a tough um, one. Is it tough? I suppose it's just an entire family going through well, a bit of an existential crisis, I suppose. And yeah. Um, hunting down happiness with the mix of all different characters, from the neighbours to the family, and just, um, the, I guess, the bleak happenings that happen from there on in. And uh, in suburbia, it's a real place yeah. yeah, middle-class America, sort yeah. of trapped in the situation that you've, you know, that you've got at hand. And it's... And, um, Really good that it's the whole family, like you mentioned, it's mm. the whole family going through. Usually these films, that you know, I guess there is a little bit more of a focus on Lester, which is Kevin Spacey's character, um, but the family, each character in the family. Yeah, has they all their have their own, own turmoil and yeah, everything what's they're going, going through. Um, the, film, the best thing about this film, I think, is it starts off with his narration <laughs> as the sort of camera's panning down this typical average suburban street. And he says, you know, oh, I'm going to die. He basically says, I'm going to die in a year from now. But One you know, of the best openings, I think. Yeah, I don't The best know, opening yeah. dialogue. Of- and it's actually kind of good because you're like, this film gives you the vibe that, yeah, he is going to die. Like, in other films like this, it's like. Yeah, they let you know like, straight out. Oh, and then he dies and they get to resuscitate. Like, I told you I was going to die at the start. And you're like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> don't make the big bold statement if you're not going to stand by it. Um, but, yeah, that's the cool thing about it. And then we're introduced to Lester. Is he masturbating in the shower? Is that how yeah. 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 Once again, that was the highlight yeah. of his day. It's a highlight. <laughs> yeah. Trapped in the shower. And it's just, and all these actors like, um, I mean, Thora Birch and Benny and Kevin Spacey who play the mum, the dad and the daughter. Like, I reckon they throw themselves into these roles. Oh, like, oh, Annette Benning in this is spectacular. Oh, it's she one of the amazing. best films, yeah. I think. And she's done some great films, but she sells that maniac mum thing. Like, I don't know. Again, thankfully my mum doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she just sells that um, that mum who wants well, everything just, to be perfect. But she just wants next level as well. So you yeah. feel for her a little bit because she just wants, you know, she she's sort of stuck where she is and she knows. Yeah, and she's, know, she's striving for something. She was. Yeah. And 
Kevin Smith, uh, Kevin Smith, Kevin Spacey's character has given up. Like, mm. is, so she didn't sign up for that. She signed up for exactly, him to be successful yeah. at what he does and for the family. And he is, but grow. he sort of hit the lull. Like he's yeah, he wants the lull in life. So he's having his midlife crisis. His unwinding well. is just brilliant, though. Oh, it's amazing. Because oh, it doesn't all happen at once. He just unravels, you know, throughout the yeah. course. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's like work's hitting him down. His family's hitting him down. So like, he starts smoking pot. He yeah. starts working out. He gets his dream car. He quits his job. Yeah, he blackmails yeah. his boss. Yeah, yeah. He just loses. Just, awesome. just your average. Yeah, 30, <laughs> he, 40 year old and he just loves doing dudes. all of them he's he just does. having the best time that's right because the, the one of the opening scenes is the new family moving next door which is Chris Cooper just being Chris Cooper and being a really good being a big hard ass that crew cut that he's got is one of the most and just the way he looks is yeah. one of the most intimidating <laughs> just, yeah, I, I read don't the, mess with um, me in my, my daily delivered IMDB trivia newspaper that he was didn't want to do it like yeah because he, he said this guy's like a real prick and he's really rude and bigot and and he just kept putting it off and putting it off and his wife said to him you're so afraid of doing this because like you're scared of it that's the reason to do it and then like apparently phoned him up on the spot and said i'll do it yeah, that's like, great which is true because like that's a horrible character who wants oh, to play yeah. that character yeah it's pretty insane it would be like, pretty he beats intense his son like you know he's a real strict discipline and makes his son take urine tests and you know he's like he's genuinely appalled by the gay couple that lives in the street. Yeah, he you is. know, and that hatred comes through in his eyes and his performance, and it's, it's very convincing. I really like mm-hmm. how they like they symbolise the gay couple in the movie as the most normal and almost as yeah. a boring, yeah, almost a as like flip. a boring couple by now that they're so yeah. normal, and yeah. that's that, that was really interesting to Which me. Which is good as well for 1999. I don't. Yeah, think that's pushing the envelope for a mainstream a film like this. It had a big release. Yeah, that's starting to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, to not have gay characters that weren't going oh. And play railing up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's a, a stereotypical one. Yeah, I mean, but been... I guess that's Alan Ball. You look at like Sybil and Six Feet Under, like he's had a lot of experience. Yeah, he's, he's spoken before about thinking Alan Ball, this is that he's, yeah. he thought his father was actually sort of a closet homosexual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, imagine. And that's where he writes. Growing up in that a lot in 60s, 50s, 60s era with those straight laced, like there would have been, you know, such a bad stigma that people would have hid it from themselves and never dealt with in their entire life, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, you do make a good point. They're the like normal. Yeah, couple. they're the most normal couple. Yeah, in the you've whole, got the two the heterosexual, typical nuclear families. You know, and one family, the mum and dad don't really talk to each other, and the daughter's yeah. lost, and the other ones, the mum's catatonic. Mum's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's she's terrifying. And we don't even really get reason why. No, like, other than no just story. Other than just him. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of feel like it's it's him that's done this to her, and she's just checked out. Um, which is a shame because I can't remember her name, but she's a really nice actress. Oh, I can't remember her name either. You know her from everything. Mm. West Wing. West Wing, yeah. yeah. She, in Juno, she played the mum in Juno. Mm. She's brilliant. She's a brilliant actress, except she does that terrible new show with Anna Faris. But oh, that's yeah. right. No, like I said, nobody can have a perfect record. Nobody can have a perfect record. Spaces is pretty good. Spaces is pretty damn close, but uh, even Spacey, I could probably find something. That's true. Quickly. Swimming with Sharks wasn't there. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, that was okay, but yeah, was, yeah, I do like that movie. Um, where was I? Where were we in the plot? Life. still at the start. Yeah. 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 Mm. I guess they just sort of it's don't lot, care. And like you said, they go through. The dinner sequences are amazing. Like, they're good. They're yeah. framed beautifully with like the squared off wide shot with mum at one end of the dad at the other and daughter in the middle. And, you know, the daughter, I guess, is suffering a little bit from um, a bit of body image issues. She's looking at breast, breast surgery. Yeah. She's got a best friend who's, you know, in the cool crowd sort of thing. And Yeah. Sort yeah. Of, they're an odd mix, but I guess that's bit probably of a strange is that a high character. I think. I don't know. I have to say that 
when I when this came out, I was a teenager, so of course you relate to her as opposed to an Fanning. Yeah. But she's a bit of a strange character because you you've got this kind of goth misfit, but all of a sudden she's a cheerleader. I'm like that yeah, just seems yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes good. against the stereotypes, but it also goes against what you kind of feel would be realistic. It kind of works, but you're right. It's like yeah. would she have school spirit. Yeah, she's yeah, a re- rebellious, sullen little just, thing, and then she's she, like rah rah yeah, rah. Yeah. Okay. Although she was half hearted as a cheerleader. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah, she probably almost got bullied into it. Roped into it by Nina. Maybe they were lower numbers. Straggling. Which brings us to, I guess, a really nice visual display with um, the, ter- the first time that, that Lester sees Angela. Spots, mm. spots, spots, spots Angela, Angela right during the, the, the goes, routine. The whole stadium goes dark and it's just him sitting by himself and she's spotlights. doing her routine as a spotlight. And it just captures that. I, I mean, I can't relate to it yet. <laughs> that creepy old dude just perving on this young girl because he's just he's having this crisis of identity. He doesn't he wants to be young again. He wants to recapture his youth. I guess part of that is is what he's experiencing with yeah, her. It's definitely know. an interesting movie to watch through the ages. So ninety nine, obviously, you know, mm. like seventeen years ago to watch it, and then you know all of us have. Age seventeen years since, yeah, and yeah, you know, some of us are fathers, or you know, but soon to be. He's so creepy when he looks at her, like yeah. later in the film when she comes to the house and stuff. Yeah, like this is borderline. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's beyond borderline. It's a bold choice for the filmmakers to make to have mm. her be so young and not be like you know on the cusp of seventeen. You know, which a safer film would. But I, I mean, the whole point of this film is that I think it's pushing the boundaries and taking chances and selling to you this horrible experience of. This life of nothing that you've given up on. That's it, that we're all, yeah, all yeah. typecast from now and there's basically yeah. no hope. Good it's luck. Done. But it's bleak, but I think that at the end of the day, like, they are still all chasing in their own way. They're kind of chasing down happiness. They've got the American dream and that's terrible and that's bleak and that's where they are now. But they're still, you know, Annette Benning's going through it the wrong way, of course, by chasing down an affair and all that nonsense and hystericals. But, you know, he's um, Lester's given up and he's going on his own version of happiness. Um, Thora yeah. Birch will run away with... The next door neighbour. I, yeah. I feel like, you know, they're all trying to get their own happiness in, in one way or another. There's like tiny glimmer of hope, even though it's, you know, Which I think dark. subversively is probably one of the points of the movie is to, uh, we all, within society, we have like a view of what's right and mm. and yeah. what is right for someone isn't right for everyone. And so, you know, like, yeah, Thoroughbred wants to run away because she doesn't want this life. She doesn't want to be like her mum and her dad and just live a nuclear family and have a child that resents you and, she wants to do something else, and so she leaves. And then Lester's obviously stuck in his youth because of whatever problem he's got. You know, getting he gets his job back at the burger joint, which is <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's it's hilarious when he's doing the interview. Yeah, and he's I like, think "You're overqualified for this." <laughs> yeah. you, you know, who are you to tell me I'm overqualified? He's like, "I've got fast food experience <laughs> like from 20 years ago," um, which we should mention as well. Like, obviously, we're jumping around on the plot. Um, is how he finds out his wife's having an affair because she comes through the drive-thru. Oh, yeah, mm, that's an amazing scene. <laughs> Smile, you're at Mr. Smiley. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, you stay out of this to the other girl. And he's like, actually, Becky's the window manager, so this is actually <laughs> your her, 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 yeah. her look is beautiful to yeah. her net yeah. is, you know, This is my domain, bitch. Like, this is, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. She just has this smug look it's on her face. It's yeah. so good. Um, I still don't really grasp the plastic bag. I've tried to... Apparently that was Alan Ball's inspiration to write the film. He was sitting between the Trump, uh, the Trump towers, the two towers, and he saw a paper bag just blowing in the wind, and that was what inspired him. He must have got a lot film. out of that paper bag to. Yeah, I don't. Under, I don't understand. I don't understand Wes Bentley's. Ca- it's Wes Bentley's, yeah, his mm-hmm. character Ricky in this film really at all. To be honest, he's 
I think the, he's the weakest link in this film. The yeah. plastic bag sums him up as a character perfectly. Like he's this weird, awkward guy who just finds things, plain things, fascinating. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a plastic bag just dancing around, and he just thinks it's amazing. I just keep thinking of that not another teen movie where they. Play <laughs> <laughs> That's the, yeah, that is, it's that a lot. Like movie yeah. There was a lot. And he's just like, it's so beautiful. And the guy's like, are you crying? And like, what's <laughs> going yeah. Like, Maybe cool. get that out of your head and watch it yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I do. Um, but it's, that's, that's I don't know, because his character, he does what his dad wants. Like, and he plays yeah, up he his dad. Yeah, he toes the military line at home. Yeah, he toes you know, the line. Yes, sir, sir, no, sir. Or you know, what, he, like, yeah, excessively his dad closes the door. He's yeah, smoking up yeah, and yeah, selling drugs at the Nazi place. Why the hell you wouldn't hear that as well? Strict regime at home and he's smoking weed in his room. Aren't they there's no house. way, yeah. There's no way. Can't be that strict. You would, you would have to, yeah. Like in his job and stuff. Why would he just fake a job and just do it with that? I guess. I don't know. Oh, his dad probably checks on him. He is a yeah. psycho. Yeah. That actually, that's a good moment where he's outside with when they first, um, when the two characters get introduced. So Lester and what's his name? Ricky. Is it? Ricky. 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 When yeah. they first oh, meet yeah, at the yeah. party, yep. and he's outside smoking a joint with them. And his boss comes out and he goes, I'm not paying you to stand around out here. He goes, fine, don't pay me. I quit. I mean, yeah. That's a, that's a that's brilliant moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then Kevin Spacey's like, this guy's my new hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's living my dream. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I guess we should point out, since we're diving on the plus, uh, obviously Chris Cooper's character is the one that kills, kills oh, him. Big reveal. Shut up. And it's almost just as... He gets clarity and realizes that his behavior is like fucked because he gets the opportunity to sleep with Angela because she's feeling bad about herself and he passes up on it because, you know, obviously he sees, like, you know, this isn't appropriate and he realizes what he's doing. Well, he thinks of her as daughter like in the and end. Then yeah. yeah, he it's, sees her as, a, as his daughter that he's failing, you know, and yeah. he obviously has that sadness about it. And then I think he starts to unravel everything and realize, oh, God, like, what have I done? What have I become? You know, rah, rah. and then he's looking at the photo of his family when they're all young and. You just see the gun get pressed to his head and, and splat all the brains on the wall. Um, very graphic. Very graphic. But the, um, the, the nice thing with that is you see the wife beforehand with the gun, which looks similar. Yeah. So, so you kind of for think that, that first moment, you're not gonna, sure. Yeah. If, yeah. It's like a subtle it's red herring. Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but I guess the, you think he's like the film sets up like um, Colonel, what's his name, is going to kill him because. Like he's sleeping with his son, yeah, because he because he thinks he through some gaze so absolute much. horrible mistimings of, yeah. of watching things <laughs> yeah. and, and finding found certain things, of like and, yeah. spacey naked weightlifting in front of the window. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's just all yes. bad, bad coincidences strung together. And then he ducks over next door to see him, and it looks like he's giving him a head job because yeah, he's laying it. down. Like it's terrible. Like it's terrible. Bad. So, but then obviously when he goes to confront him, you think this is it. And then he like kisses him and you're like, oh, he's a closet. Yeah, that was, a, himself. that was a huge reveal. I remember, like at the time I remember mm. seeing that and just, yeah. being, just blown away that that's, you know, all along that's so, what he yeah. was sort of into and how much he was resenting himself and hiding it and just. But it was a great little spotlight to shine on that, especially back then it would have been too. Oh, yeah. The people that get so aggressive and like, you know, just sort of really bigot, bigots. That, it is funny because most of the time that, that movie was good like that, whereas most of the people that, you know, really dislike it when you really get down to the like the roots of it all. They're sort of it's sort of people that yeah are a little bit sort of swayed by it, you know. Especially, but I guess, it seems like it happens a lot. It does, and that's why I like that this film sort of you know like when like, it's a good example when they're in the car and he says, "What does Ricky say to his dad?" Oh, I felt so sick looking at those fucking gays across the street or something, and his dad's like, 
like proud of him, mm. but like kind of like he gets to taken back by it. Yeah, he's, and you're kind of like, oh, why is he? But then you realize that actually hurt him probably because he, you know, he has these feelings. That yeah, he doesn't want to address and stuff. But then obviously, Spacey rejects him, and well, he takes his rejection because he thinks Spacey's gay. Spacey's not gay, but he takes his rejection as it, you know, you want to. Someone's found my found not. my secret as well, and yeah. So then that's his motivation. Like, am I right in that saying? No, yeah, I, I think it's a, yeah, just an ultimate just embarrassment and sort of yeah. just doesn't really know what to do and yeah he's exposed himself so much yeah that's it he's never exposed himself to anyone i guess like he's probably hardly talked to his wife at all for the last however many years and And now you've got to assume that that probably adds to her condition and and he and if you know he's thinking that his son's gay he probably thinks that it's his fault as well you know he's blaming himself himself because he carries around so much hate and stuff yeah yeah it's a very heavy ending of a film it's a great date movie it's a great day movie. I still argue that it's a good day movie. No, it's a no good movie. I agree. I agree. The conversation, right? Like it's, afterwards, yeah. this is, you could talk again, about this for hours. Again with the conversation. There's a stereotype. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing dates, but you're doing them all. <laughs> I like to talk, all right? I think everyone can relate to someone in the movie, though, a little bit, you know? Or, the, exactly. or at least experience. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And and that's what I was saying. As, as we've sort of got older with it, you know, like- we used to relate ourselves to sort of the teenagers or the kids in the movie. Now you can relate yourself to actually Lester. Yeah. And being like, you know, suddenly. That's a hundred percent true. Actually, the, the, when I watched it again, just recently, I related and I'm painting myself in a terrible picture right now. I related quite strongly to Annette Benning. Which, in what regard? Oh, just the, just the. Your husband masturbates a lot. <laughs> in bed next to me. All the time. <laughs> I hope she's not with the king when I'm not masturbation. No, in the, in the, like the neurotic, always striving for perfection. I see this in so many of my girlfriends, particularly the yeah. ones who have just become mums as well. You know, they're always hunting down this, this ideal of perfection. And it's not even that she's trying to be perfect to herself. It's this representation Percep- that she's putting out there. And it, for her, it's all about how others view her. And so you can kind of see there's so many women in today's age who I look at now, just even pushing 30 and just say, that's that's our character now because, mm. you know, she's just trying to keep up with society's pressure and put out this idea of herself. And Although it's probably worse now because you mentioned that this film was made 10 years later. Without social media. Without social media. Yeah. Because that's, you yeah, know, for the perfectionists and stuff, you know, you talk about your friends who are all like that. Now they've got this platform that they have to stand on and be judged on as well. Exactly. And it's kind of a weird, people have a weird sick addiction to it, like, you know, I always joke with people on Facebook and it always goes down like a lead balloon, but I'm like, how did people passively, aggressively compete their children before Facebook? <laughs> my Facebook is like 100%. three quarters people just going, here's my kid, isn't she cute? Great, but here's my kid. Yeah. So I was just like one-upping. What do, I said to mom, what do I do when can read? Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, it's, there's this weird passive-aggressive yeah. competitiveness, which you're right, which I think is in, in, in uh, predominantly in females on social media tend to be mothers, I find, that it tends to really like – Whole new what, competition yeah, what level. Are you, yeah. What are you? Like, I feel bad because it's like, what are you holding yourself to? And but that's because who's you're judging you. You're viewing almost. You know, you've got seven billion tales now at your disposal, and suddenly you're watching yeah. everyone else's lives be amazing, and you know yeah. these things that are holding you back, or or something that's oh. annoying you, and you're suddenly seeing people's photos on holiday. Yeah, or, look at this oh, lovely look at my family. beautiful yeah, child. Yeah. Or this is this is the my best boyfriend or best girlfriend or best yeah. dress or best. It's everyone at their best light except you, you know, as the viewer or yeah, as the reader. you're definitely right. On Which is a big theme in this film. So I would, I'd love to have seen this movie made like right now. Like, yeah. mm. oh, God, it'd be so much darker, I think. It would be. I think it would have been a lot harder with social media now. Like, Especially like the daughter storyline. Yeah, like, Thora Birch yeah. would have been completely different. And, oh, yeah, Her character God. with social media, she probably. 
know. Yeah, was she getting breast augmentation or something? Yeah, Wait, right. she, she shows her boobs like halfway through the movie, and they're oh, that was they're an perfectly undeed. great. Yeah, yeah, she's only yeah. seventeen, well, she's well, only 17 so no comment yeah. on me. I feel like I'm the only one who's adequately able to say that. I'm sure she's someone's half sister. We close our eyes. Apparently, again, it was in the IMDb trivia section that they had to get her parents. To okay it, and the parents had to be present, and she had to. They had to like do. Oh, a bunch she was of actually. She 17 was actually seventeen at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was obviously illegal. Have but, you? Um, yeah. If they sign off, but the parents had to be present. I'm like, that makes it worse. Yeah. So you, hey, you dad. Out, but your dad's got to be there. <laughs> your dad has to see. I'd be like, oh, honey, no, just do it. I'm fine. It sounds like a great movie. Here's the form. Like, I've read as well that her dad was pretty heavy-handed with her career, like that he. Yeah, that's right. why she sort of had a bit of a break for a while. Like after American Beauty, yeah, she her did. star was on the rise. She was going to have a big. Yeah. yeah, apparently the dad was a real. Like, I don't, you know, this, I don't know if that's fact. People are probably going <laughs> to straight away shoot it down. Like, no, yeah, he was a wonderful yeah, dad, and you're an idiot. The Facebook post feels yeah, like abuse Ash directly <laughs> on the Facebook page. <laughs> just leave it. Yeah, I come to. I'm just struggling. Was she in one of the Never Ending Stories? Is that where I'm thinking? But that was prior to this. I'm not sure. But was she, she definitely, Ghost World? She was Ghost World, yeah. Her and Scott Johansson? Yeah, Scott Johansson, yeah. She definitely faded off sort of. You'd think it's weird because this movie should have been a big launcher because it's like, hey, I'm 17, look what I can do. I feel like like she was replaced by Ellen Page though. Like Ellen Page kind of came in and stole her. Her niche was taken, yeah. Yeah. Because you can see her slot into the Juno perfectly. Maybe it was because she would never do that kind of, like she was kind of like, not the bitchy daughter, but she was, she had a teenage, real teenage angst about her and. Could you know? Yeah, sometimes get like, typecast into that as well. You yeah, get and you t- she was too good. Yeah, at it. She'd she never be able to do it better again. Yeah, she was perfect at it, wasn't she? Like even though, like I love those dinner scenes, like where it's like oh, that's yeah, amazing scene where he throws the asparagus. Oh, for the first <laughs> time. Yeah. Everyone hates asparagus anyway, so that's understandable. But I just love the like. Can we change the music? Well, when you prepare a nutritious yeah. meal, you uh, can have your music. Passive aggressive. It's I'm best. just like I'm probably guilty of those kind of comments, but that is that's just, admirable. I love just, it. <laughs> Everyone's just like, fair enough, you know. But I love the way he's like, can someone pass the asparagus? And someone pass the asparagus and just gets up and gets it. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, I think that covers most of the film. I mean, it's a really good film. I would definitely say it's a date film, but like, watch it by yourself as well. But uh, if your date's uh, cool enough, you could almost. I reckon know, it's yeah, a good that's sort of it. It's a very if good date. If I were a date with a girl yes. and she didn't like this film, I'd be like, exactly. Like, something's wrong with Reassess you. your life. If she didn't have any style. Yeah. Day, you know, I'd be like, Here's your money. <laughs> Dinner's on me. No, but yeah. I, reckon, I reckon that's a perfect epitome, though, of a good date movie because there's kind of this stereotype that you've got to watch the rom-coms and you've got to go see Love, actually. And, you know, yeah. that's just, and it feels like it's almost pandering to the women to be like, yeah. you know, this, you're a woman, so therefore you're going to want to watch, I don't know, Broke back, maybe no, no bad example. Um, but, but yeah, you know, like love actions and stuff. And like, it's not really my cup of tea, to be honest. So, no, and there's, there's people and who there's men who just want to watch explosions and exactly, and explosions exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. and this this kind of genre doesn't pander to anyone's stereotype. It's just no, a, it's a, a smart drama, and yeah. it, everyone can relate to it. So, yeah, but exactly the same thing. If the girl doesn't like it, then yeah. Keep shuffling yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I judge everyone based on their movie. Like, if I come into uh-huh. your house for the first time and peruse through your DVD collection, like, know that, I'm judging you. Yeah. know that I'm judging you. I feel like I have to hide my Buffy DVDs. <laughs> I'm Buffy, no way. Oh, good, yeah. Joss Whedon, he's my, my big gay crush. Uh, and obviously Ryan Gosling's my first big gay crush. We've established <laughs> that on the show countless times. Um, but no, I love Joss Whedon. He's awesome. Uh, for me, it's a definite recommend. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't watch this one very often. I watch it every couple of years. Um, it's not probably in a constant rotation like some others are, but it's uh, every time I watch it, it's a pleasure. Every time I recommend it to someone, they seem to enjoy it. So definitely recommend for me. 
Yeah, definitely a recommend for me. I actually recommended it not long ago to um, uh, some younger kids at my trade school and being almost 10 years older than them and having them go back and watch it and then what was sort the of result? reiterate how they loved it. They, they thought it was amazing. Good. And that, it was good that it sort of carried over because I, I watched it obviously when it came out in 99 and then there was a long time before I sort of saw it again and yeah. and to have them say it holds up well and then obviously I watched it again for this and it yeah. still does hold up. That, terrifically well. I think mm. it's something you could watch in 30 years. And oh, for people sure. People are still going to have this. Relationships are still going to have those problems. Teenagers are still going to have those problems. Yeah. It's a best picture winner for a reason. You mm. know, like it's a, it's a solid movie. Yeah. It's also got one of the, uh, it's in the trivia, it's one of the best. I always like movies where the stars turn down the chance to play the role. And this is was one of the best ones where it was, they offered the role to Chevy Chase. Oh, really? Like first off, oh, and that's, that, in, that's terms cool. of, in terms of someone no. who I don't think could do it justice at all. It's funny you say that because I did read that Terry Gilliam turned down directing yeah. the project, which would have been a different <laughs> film altogether. With yeah, it could have been pretty cool with Gilliam, but. Yeah, I think Mandy's just owned but it. But Mendes yeah. had, had the eye yeah. for it. But yeah, I can't imagine Chevy Chase playing Lester. And I always thought <laughs> that's, that's almost as bad as Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones for me. Like, yeah. Oh, people always harp on about that. That would have been the that worst, been the worst movie ever. Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones would have been terrible. So terrible. Or well, Frank Sinatra as Dirty Harry. was another bad <laughs> one. Lauren? Oh, 100%. If you um, definitely recommend. If you're looking for something happy, it's probably not your happily ever after kind of lighthearted Saturday mm. night. But um, if you're after something that's actually a good drama... Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think it's like you know, requiem for a dream where you walk out of it just, <laughs> and just in a big shower. I, I swear they gave me depression for a week. I was <laughs> like, that's it. We have to watch the yeah. Blu-ray again because I recently just <laughs> yeah. purchased it. So get ready. Like, all of Ash's recommendations. Yeah. All of Ash's recommendations. One of the most depressing <laughs> films, isn't it? Like, and I give it credit for that because you know if a movie can affect you like that, yeah, I'm like you. I watched it in a week, like a week, mm. and I was just like. Yeah. Jennifer Connolly on that double-ended dildo, and it's just the most depressing. And it's not even cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, how heavy, that's how heavy the movie is. Yeah, by the time that happens, you're ugh. crying, and it's like, wow. Yeah, it's a sad this work. film. Actually, Spoiler I- alert, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, that's not really. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a theme for our date nights, though. I think Ash took me to the road, too. It's always these the road, bleak. Yeah. We went to the, the road. Revenant. We, 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 that was a great yeah, one as well. History of violence. Spit and screaming. The road. It's all, it's wow. all the happy stuff. Yeah, history of violence. Did I take you that? Yeah, we went to with my mum. That's a tough yeah. one. That's Vigo Vigo, isn't it? It's yeah. a bar. Oh, that's not Eastern Promises. No. No. Yeah, no. I was going to say Eastern Promises is a bleak. Scenes with Mario Bella in History of Violence. Yeah, that's pretty romantic. That's so, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the naked fight in Eastern Promises. I always go straight to the, you know. Yeah, that that always impresses in, in me. Movie. Like you, I, I don't think you could fight a man naked. That's just. An amazing. Like I just mean like the, yeah, that's a don't you just, wouldn't you just feel really vulnerable like finding another man? Well, I think that's what it's meant to show. Yeah, yeah. Vigo loves that shit. He's great in that movie. <laughs> we love that Vigo. Yeah. Um, yes, recommend for me as well um, because it is. It's kind of a. It's not a light drama, so it's quite a serious film. It's not something that you can sort of watch, like you say, you only watch it once every couple of years. So that's probably a good thing you can't really knock it out a couple of times a year it's sort of a bit much for that so yeah if you're going to consume it uh lightly every now and then it's a good film for that that's sort of not one that you'd rotate through regularly though it's a bit too heavy for that i think yeah yeah fair enough Hmm. all right jump in the time machine 1987 the princess bride Finally, finally, finally got, got to the last <laughs> episode of the season I'm one. I'm surprised you didn't send this to me straight away, actually. I, was just glad that you I wasn't on the list of yeah. the date movies, and I thought, I was, Come I was on. thinking about it, but oh, I was like, good. I'm so glad that you suggested it. Uh, Rob Reiner, who we've had 
in quite a few episodes. Uh, Stand by me, a few good men, misery. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. When Harry met Sally, he, he's a very, very good man. As we talked about, he does a lot of acting as well. He was the dad in The Wolf of Wall Street recently. Mm. Um, yeah. Written by William Goldman, who did The Stepford Wives, Marathon Man, Misery, Heat, Chaplin. So he's got a pretty good resume. Uh, hour 38 minutes, so falls into that wonderful category. Um, stars, we've got uh, Kerry Ulls, Mandy Padinkin, uh, Christopher Guest, Andre the Giant, Robin Wright, and Wallace Shawn. Mm. Which are probably all not very big bright stars now, but back then they would have been late 80s. They would have been, that's a big star, star cast. Robin Wright Penn's probably the... Mm. Done almost the most from that. Well, that was before the pen, wasn't it? Well, true, yes. I yeah. Because right. um, yours didn't really do too much. I mean, he's got sore under his no, belt. Um, Patinkin, I guess, has got good. I love Mandy Patinkin. I think he's fantastic in everything he does. Uh, Andre the Giant died, so that's not good for you. Yeah, that's, that took him out of contention for a few things. And Wallace Shawn, <laughs> I think, just went on to play every Wallace Shawn role he could. Yeah, that's it. Shoehorning any, his own unique. Any, listening any idiot. Actually, listen no, he's not an idiot at was all. He this month. I think he was clueless. Yeah, he was. He was like an English was teacher. Yeah. yeah. He was a teacher. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good call. I feel like I've, I've watched that so many times it's burned into my mind. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, we get a Billy Crystal cameo. and we do. Uh, yeah. I love Christopher Plummer in this. It's good to see him acting. Um, like Christopher Guest, not Christopher Plummer, obviously. He's on, that would have been great if he was, but he's not. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you want to swing at the plot? Because you've heard me talk about it so much that you could probably guess what the plot is. Uh, the plot is... About a Princess Bride. Yes. Named Buttercup. Well, if you... Why don't you just... <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear what you think about it. Go. You want my thoughts. Well, it's just the um, the pursuit of true love, really, is the plot. <sighs> Broken my heart already. That's all it is. Yeah. It's an amusing pursuit of true love, though. Yeah, it has a good tongue feeling yeah. planned in the yeah. cheek. Because Ma- uh, I don't think anyone can be upset with Mandy Patinkin's Spanish accent. No, it's not br- at all. <laughs> it's brilliant. Even when it, it does brilliant. waver a little bit, it's still good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My, the, the when first he's trying to be stabbed and trying to do the accent. It's <laughs> <laughs> two things at once. He does my, do well. My first words were, that's Mandy Patinkin. That's Andre the Giant. <laughs> Just from, like, good-looking perspective, what a good-looking young cast this is. This is Kerry Alls at his best, right? Like, he looks, that's him at his peak. Yeah. That's got to be Patinkin at his peak. Yeah. Like. Probably from what, yeah. And Robin Wright as well, like. I give her. They're all kind of like her a little bit in House oh, of Cards. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying they're not attractive people now, cool. but I'm just saying, like, what but a good-looking cast. Yeah, for like, sure. You know. They were apparently pretty smitten with each other, Kerry Yules. Yeah, and right yeah, on, on the set of this. Years, yeah, yeah. He gays love on the edge of someone's eyes so often. Yeah, it's gonna wear off. That's true. He does have nice eyes. He does have. He does have nice eyes. He has beautiful eyes. Yeah, he plays Wesley very well. Um, I guess we should put context in the film. So it's based on a book, which is awesome. Read the book. It's one of my favourite books as well. Um, but we get two more big stars uh, and outside the world of The Princess Bride. We have um, Fred Savage from Wonder Years, obviously Ke- not Kevin. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. What's oh, his name? Yeah. In Jesus. I feel so dirty not knowing that. What's his name? in? Is it? Is it not Kevin? Yeah, is it Kevin? I, it Maybe, is I thought the brother yeah, was Kevin. Kevin. All right, Kevin. good. Trust my instincts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you confused um, me when you said not Kevin. And then like Peter Falk, uh, Columbo. Oh, Columbo. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's just, great. They've altered him up in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely he wasn't that older old. Than, yeah. yeah, he's got some telephone battery. I have to say, my heart broke when he passed away. That was Yeah, that's yeah. a big loss. My dad's a That's a big one for me, saying, grew up on Columbo. I grew up watching Columbo with dad and stuff. So, yeah, he's brilliant. Even in... 
Rocky, Mar- what was that stupid movie he was in with Chris Kattan, uh, Corky Romano? Corky Romano. He, oh, he plays like, oh, it's so depressing to watch because like, <laughs> you shouldn't be in this film. You're better than this. What, how much money do you owe Chris Kattan? I'll pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a GoFundMe going. Um, and he plays the grandfather of Fred Savage, who's a young boy who's quite sick and staying at home from school and in bed and he's reading in the look story. Sick, doesn't look sick. <laughs> yeah. He gets told that he's sick. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. look sick. He's playing Nintendo at the start. Pretty yeah. Yeah. Games But and it's a pretty cool bedroom. Like, I it's a like cool that. bedroom. bedroom. It's Very nostalgic. toys and posters Even whatever he's playing looked fun. Yeah, Baseball yeah. Game. Um, and so he's reading in the story, but as a being a young Modern boy of 1987, he's like books. Oh, I don't like books. I love. It's a I love boy when, of any age at the moment. When they have the first kiss at the start, and he's this isn't oh, going to be a book about kissing. kissing is it? Yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> and obviously, as time goes on, he gets quite invested. It does and wants to find out what happened. I think this is a perfect movie for me. I really like this movie. I'm obviously biased towards it. I think it's a great date movie in the sense that it has a bit of romance. It has a bit of action. It has a bit of. It has everything in it. There's it laughter. There's a bit of drama. In it. There's some good acting. There's some bad acting. There's all kind. It's very quotable as well. I think so. I, I really like this uh, as a date movie. Um, I could be wrong. Do you agree? Disagree? Oh, I definitely agree. It's sort yeah, of. I can agree with it. With its, its you know, Monty Python humor wrapped up in like just your sort of seminal love tale. But it's yeah. I, this was our pick, though, because I'd been trying to get Ash to watch this for about, what, eight years? I watched this years? very late, actually. Like yeah, it took this a one, long time. Yeah, I was working in for about eight years. Say the name over and over again. And yeah. then if you didn't know that much about <laughs> yeah. it. Especially yeah. given, really... like, given some of the things that I would watch, he was like, oh, Princess Bride, like that. The name doesn't sound appealing. Be. The no. name is no. not good. I don't like the name um, because it. It does. And when I try to recommend it to people, they're like, yeah, no, I don't really watch that And even knowing stuff. it was a cult film, like, I sort of still didn't have yeah. that. Yeah. Pushing me to, you know, whack it on and spend 90 minutes with it. But yeah. I'm glad I did. 90 minutes of your life, oh no. Yeah. Again, it's <laughs> a, a 90 minute minutes. one, right? Um, and so the story is nice and straightforward. We have, well, we, we can get very vague details, but Princess Buttercup, uh, well, she's not a princess at this stage, but she's a you know, farm girl. Farm girl. Yeah. Owns her, she owns yeah. the farm, I guess. And Wesley's the farm boy. The farm boy. She like treats him like rubbish, and then as you wish, every, and every, yeah, every everything line. she asks, he says, "As you wish." And then she realizes that what he's saying is, "I love you," and it's very quick, swept up, you know. And they get together, and then he's uh, he goes to find his fortune, and she learns that he's been murdered at sea by the the dreaded uh, Roberts, Roberts, Pirate Roberts, Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she locks herself inside and cries and. M- m- like mourns his loss and then we the middle story fast forwards five years later she's the princess bride she's going to be married to King Humperdinck Prince Humperdinck. Humperdinck yeah who's great what a terrible villain but great villain at the same time it like, is yeah just cracks just me up an ultimate wuss really you yeah, know just a coward yeah, and yeah. really plays it like that yeah he plays quite well and um, yeah you've got like you said it's very Monty, Monty Python-esque almost the way, the way this world plays out um and you've got the our three main characters, uh, Fezzik, what do they call Fezzik, Vizzini, and uh, in, Inigo. Inigo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Inigo Montoya. Oh, I left them Montoya. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, kidnap the princess, obviously, to frame a, a warring country and start a war, and, and we learn later on that it was the king's um, plan all along. They hired these three guys to steal the princess and take her off. So, um, but, like, the most of the second act is basically him getting back Buttercup, and they're being pursued by a pirate, the, the, the pirate Roberts, who ends up being the farm boy Wesley, and he's chasing after them to get to get Buttercup back. 
Um, and that's where I think we get the best part of the, probably the, my favorite parts of the movie is like, you know, they're, they're in pursuit of the boat and he's like, you know, there's no way it would be inconceivable. <laughs> inconceivable. inconceivable. <laughs> he's like, just out of curiosity, why do you ask? He's like, because there is a boat following us. <laughs> he's been there back there for half an hour. And then we have, to, what, what's the cliffs called? The cliffs... Cliffs of Despair? Cliffs of Despair and Doom. Oh, no, that's a bit of Despair later, sorry. Cliffs of Insanity, Insanity, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Insanity, yeah. Um, Which is really weird. So then, like, they have that custom harness made for Andre the Giant. And he just pulls them all up. Yeah. That's weird, right? Like, I guess they just... It's a benefit of having a job. If you've got a giant, giant you may as well use it. Yeah, utilise your giant and your crew. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think his health was really up to being utilised, though. No, he was, like, terribly unhealthy during the... Yeah, he had back problems. He couldn't even lift someone. He was a massive drinker. Yeah. Yeah, He was the guy who drank, like, four slabs in one session. Yeah, Yeah. 20 chickens as well as they eat or some ridiculous... He's moving slow and he doesn't look very strong at all (laughs) for a giant. I mean, they have to give him, like, styrofoam rocks. That's not a good thing. He can't pick up a rock. Definitely seems a detriment to have him. He's huge, though. Like, as a man, he's massive. Yeah, seven seven. hands, like, just picking up people, you know. He would have been his prime in wrestling, I'm sure. Uh, Not so much in this movie. Yeah, he does seem kind of slightly sickly. But uh, he carries them all up the rocks. And I love this scene with uh, Inigo Montoya and and, uh, Wesley. Where he waits for him. A great noble they, battle. Yeah, he waits for him to wonderful. climb up and then he gets up to the top and he's like, oh, no, when you're ready, take your time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a breather. We'll fleeting. get into it in And a then set. he tells a story about how Inigo Montoya tells a story about when he was young and his father built this sword for the king and uh, for the, one of the king's guards and, you know, um, then he came back to claim it and he tried to get it for one-tenth of the price and he, he you know, he cut, cut Inigo's in the face, um, you know, to teach him a lesson as a young boy. Which is weird because, like, those two aren't that far apart in age, really. No, it, yeah. it, does, it is strange yeah. like that. Because the man who killed his father, we later learn, is uh, is Christopher Guest, who plays the Count, who's like the right-hand man of the king. With six um, fingers. With six mm. fingers, yes. The man with six fingers. That's the first thing he asks, Wesley. Do you, have, do you don't perchance have six fingers? <laughs> what a question to ask people as you come across them. That's you, it. You have six no fingers. No about the battle. Do you have six fingers by any chance? And I love the way they're going to sword for each other, but he hands him the sword to look at and he's just like, well, I've never seen its equal. And then he hands it back to him. And it is great, that whole setup of the fight. You know, mm. throws him the rope and lets him come up and lets him have a breather and then yeah. they sort of discuss it and then... So apparently they did the whole fight scene themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, except for the jump loopy thing. Obviously, mm. that was a, a gymnast, I imagine. But they did all the fight scene. I'm sorry, practice. is that the official term? The jump loopy thing? Jump loopy. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Dismount. The convenient pole right at the edge of the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, scene, covered yeah. in a little bit of moss. Just, yeah, it was yeah, never yeah. there. The set dressing, they just yeah, threw some moss over it. Get it done. It'll be right, it'll be fine. So that's his first test. Um, I do like that they both fought left-handed. That's oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah. scene. They both like, why are you laughing? I'm not left-handed. That's something either. to tell you. Yeah, I'm not left-handed either. I think he swaps hands. Uh, and they go through all the sword styles and stuff like that. Like, as a like as a young kid, I love that. Like, how do you not like – how does a young kid not like swashbuckling? That's, like, the best thing in the world to – Swashbuckling with education on sword fighting. And those right? big boots and gloves. I'd wear that shit now. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, we could dress like musketeer times. I'd be in heaven. Be in heaven. It's <laughs> a great insight. Kind of, it is an insight <laughs> to me a little bit. I just think it's nice. Back then, a man could have a little bit of flair and not be judged for it. That's you it. Know what I'm saying? Like – a big hat with to a wait giant feather in it, and, you know. And if someone, that's not a little bit of flair. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a flair. fair that's bit a of flair. flair. <laughs> that whole feather that's like halfway down to your waist. Yeah, it's a big feather. But you carry a sword, so people aren't going to fuck with you because, like, you know. But you like a fencing off. sword, it's kind of, it's not your big fuck-off sword. No, that's true. Yeah, sword's still a sword. That's sword's true. Stabby. Yeah, well, we see some stabby action at the yeah. end, which is quite good. 
Uh, and then he runs on to his second second test, which is um, Andre. Andre, yeah, yeah. He throws a warning shot. I like the way he explains that. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I could have killed you with that first shot. The first shot. But I want to be fair. It's <laughs> a lot of fairness. They're, they're, they're very kind to each other during yeah. a lot of these battles. You know, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to play out. Which but, I guess, you know, obviously, because later in the story, they assist him in, in, in finding true, true love. Um, so they've got to be got to be quite, you know, likable characters in that sense. Um, and obviously he choke holds out. Like, I guess he's a choke holds out. Yeah, it's a big mm. neck to get your arms around. and Yeah, right. Like, he's like... He's around that thing. And That's just, it. You know, he's pulling. Yeah. Um, and then we get, obviously, the last one is Vizzini, which is Sean Wallace. Um, if you don't That's know a Sean great Wallace scene. Is, yeah. yeah. The intellect Very scene. Very cool. Yeah. What's the... Test of wits. Test of wits with the Test poison in the cups and the, and the switching and... And you've got. I just I used to get really excited when I was young because they kept saying Australia. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good Australia reference. Oh, they keep saying full of creams and I'm from Australia. That's the first time we got mentioned. Yeah, like in yeah for 1987. That's it. And then obviously he poisons the cups and he swings the cups around and yeah, swindles him at the end. Swindles him, pick a cup, even gets him to look over and still can't. That's right. That's the worst. That is. Oh my god, what's that? You know, but obviously he yeah. In the end, we learn that he poisoned both cups. He's just built a tolerance. Which is always a yeah. good thing to do. Build a yeah. po- poison tolerance. Yeah, um, you can freeze the princess. Yep, but they argue a bit before they um, he reveals who he is. I like that reveal. You know where they're like talking on top of the mountain. Uh, the just in the hill. Yeah, she That's pushes him down the hill. Oh, yeah, man, she chases yeah, him right. down, down the hill. He says, "As you it's a good wish." <laughs> down the hill. I feel like so much of the movie could have just been like. Communicate properly in your relationship, and, and you, you won't have to do this washbuckling. Yeah. You'll just be happily married at the start, yeah. and away you go. <laughs> it's not yeah. much yeah. <laughs> It's not, but it's the best yeah. basis for yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Opening credits, closing credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did it, guys. You just got 90 minutes of them living a life on a farm. Having a cup of tea. No giants, <laughs> yeah. no sword fighting. Yeah, no, that that's a different, different film. film. Yeah. Very different <laughs> film, though. Different film. Um, and then we get, then we're in the, what is the pit of despair, which is, I always get these mixed up now. Wait. The bubbling, the belching? No, but yeah, the it's the jump yeah, of fire or something. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. where they go to first. Yeah. The swamp of the fire, swamp with the, fire. The giant rats. With the rats and the I was saying confused with. Billy Crystals is the pit of despair, the torture. That's right. Yeah. He's a miracle man. Yeah. I get confused with the bog of eternal stench, which is <laughs> labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that's where I was going with the belching. The swamp of depression in Never Ending Story. Uh, yes. Whereas if you're sad, the swamp eats you. Yeah, you've seen the never seen the never ending story. Ooh. Have I just committed a massive sin? Spoiler alert. There's a swamp where if you're really sad, the swamp will swallow you whole. And there's a dog monster. A big dog monster. It's a, Falco the it's a luck dragon. dragon. There you go. He's a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the never ending story. Might, we might need there's to watch this. For you, never ending um, story. Yeah. Clearly not fans of the show because we did the never ending story. We did not that long ago. <laughs> Uh, I think we were worried about it because yeah, the horse got eaten and we're like what, what's the horse got to be depressed about yeah that's right spoiler alert there's a horse that gets eaten it's the saddest cinematic moment in history I mentioned <laughs> it he's got plenty of hate every he's time I mention things that make me cry this is one of those scenes <laughs> um, the horse gets really depressed and gets yeah, you're like, yeah. I understand it fight the sadness his horse's wife just left him yeah, he's, he's going horse. through a rough time Treyu was the horse no Fairfax was the horse yeah Trey was the young boy. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked again talking about other stuff I like. Rats. The rats were great. Like, I'm glad so no, they had practical rats. No giant rats, and then he gets attacked by a rat. Yeah, yeah. he gets a few bites. <laughs> yeah. 
He gets busted up a lot. He does get busted mm, up. Yeah. I, I forgot how much blood was actually in this movie for like a yeah. kind of kids movie. Like, yeah, you're right because later on he gets it as well. When, when the stabbing, when he's tortured as well. Stabbing, the stabbing, the torture. Yeah, the stabbing. Yeah, the stabbing's yeah you know, now Goblin Toya's gut wound is it's a gusher. <laughs> um, he recovers nicely. He does recover. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah. springs back to life. Yeah, and all it takes is just talking very <laughs> Yeah, A bit of placebo. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's like, this guy's, I'm sorry, Dad, I failed you. And then he's just like, hello. Because that's his whole thing during the movie is he says, hello, my name is Indaga Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die. Stop Which, saying that. But I saw... Um, I think he gets repeated Years that. ago, I think it was a couple of years ago, and he was on like the Graham Norton show or something. And he reckons people shout that at him like yeah. three to four times a week at least. What? For like wow. a 30-year-old film, people are still like, if I saw him across the street, I'd yell that at him. That's, that's <laughs> no, pretty quoted, wouldn't. I think, in general life though. Maybe it's just my family. It's quoted a lot in our household. Yeah. For sure. Which yeah. there's no there's no way to not make that an obscure reference. It always has to come out of left field. It's Absolutely. like, yeah, everyone lead into that quote. Yeah, I've done it as a lot that leads to it. Yeah, I, to be I find it's a good tension breaker if someone's in an argument and you just you just very seriously say those words to someone. <laughs> you cannot help but laugh it. and it just breaks the levity in something. Uh, so they don't escape. Um, oh, after the swamp, then it's... She kind of like buckles really easy, I always thought. Yeah, and she does give him away pretty easy. She's, just to, She's not the strongest character. Just to not no, she's, she's just a, a she's princess. She's a of a damsel yeah. in distress. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because... A <laughs> well, because, like, you know, every other um, character, the, the stereotype and the cliche is kind of turned on its head and played a little mm. bit. They could have done so much with the princess. Um, although she gets some good scenes later on when she's like, so uh, if you can't find him, I'm just going to kill myself. And, like she's going to choose death over like. Yeah, marriage. that was pretty brutal. That, yeah. like when, she, when like, she said that. He's a bad guy, but like you could. You know. Yeah. At the same time, she's like sitting up in there, being like, "My Wesley will save me. My Wesley will save me." There's a window. Yeah. Use the yeah. window. Jump out Get the out. window. <laughs> Seriously. Get some initiative. Get started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She needed like a strong sort of mother figure with her, some kind of like you know the maid Marian always has a nurse. Yeah, with her. yeah, always true. Like. Kicking up the butt and saying, you know, you're not just a princess. Um, I'm trying to think what happens. And then they, oh, that's right. They don't release him and then they take him they back take to him. the. That is the pit of despair. Which is like yeah. awesomely hidden in that tree, which I always thought was like, a real cool scene. Yeah, the tree, the, the, the little leaf on the tree. The door. I suspect that obviously it didn't really have a staircase because you see when the actors go into it, they kind of. No, it completely changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> never the inside of the tree. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. The actors must have stand up against it as the other one comes Yeah, in. it's all right. Cut there. Uh, it's not opening the again. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the albino who's in charge of the. Yeah, downstairs, down what? the torturing. Great yeah. character. That is a good character. Um, and we have a machine that sucks the life out of you, the years out of you. Yeah, it sucks one year off just to, just to test it as he yeah. tests it. And then Humper Dick cranks the sads because Buttercup's so loyal to Wesley that he cranks it to 50 and kills yeah, poor well, Wesley. Yeah. Which leads me to my favourite scene, which I'm sure you had to be a fan of if you hadn't seen he it. He didn't kill him. He was only mostly dead. Mostly, mostly dead. Sorry. Dead. Which leads us into our Billy Crystal. The magic man. Miracle Max, which surely you must have, you're a big Billy Crystal fan. Yeah, right? that was pretty yeah. awesome. Great Are scene. You? I've learned something new about you. Here you I go. love Billy Crystal. You can't be wrong with Billy Crystal, I think. No, I mean, it's Miracle Max. Apparently he brought in like photos of his like great-grandfather and stuff like for the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. And he oh, brought across cool. the Saturday Night Live guys, makeup effects artists to do... Oh, wow. To do the, the Miracle Max makeup, yeah. Which is pretty cool. You know, he's dedicated to the character. And that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then obviously he brings him back to life with his, he's been his wife character. Um, 
This is where you haven't seen the never-ending story, but it's the same, <laughs> yeah. same so, fucking deal, right? Because you mentioned yeah, that when we did yeah, the never-ending yeah, yeah, story that yeah. you get them confused. I was getting confused because um, there's an elderly couple that help the hero and they're, they're like that, bickering at each other and yelling and they're like 100 years old and boils and hairs. And, um, and then they bring him back and obviously we're led into the final storm of the castle. So it's a very quick-moving film, really, isn't mm. it? Like, I, don't, I don't know what you could take out that would... We get, we get the bit where, um, which I liked when they leave the... Um, Magic Max's house where she, the wife says to him, do you think it's going to work? He goes, oh, it'll take a miracle. And that was the whole point of it. Like he's meant to be the, <laughs> miracle, the miracle man. Maker, yeah. <laughs> he's like so that. good. I love the makeup on him. Um, one of the things I really like about the ending is when he's still numb from the effects of being brought back to life and he has to bluff. Yeah. Dick. Mm. Bluffs him that he yeah, could just kick yeah. his head in if he really wanted to. Yeah, he's like, I'm not You have been mostly dead all day. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, um, in in the in Gago, in, in Gago, finds his father's killer, and that's when we get a nice big sword sword fight scene with Christopher Guest. Oh, and I didn't even mention Peter Cook. Like, I love the Peter Cook cameo as the, as the, the priest. priest. Yeah, yeah. So I was good. trying to place him. It must be one of the last things he did, I reckon, eighty seven. But he's so good. I love that. Whenever I'm at a wedding, I'm always like, marriage is what brings us. <laughs> That's That's Nobody ever gets it, but every now and then someone will go, I hope you Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go, I'm going to hang out with that person. That's <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a glimpse into your in your wedding to be now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely have a... I'll be writing my own vows, please. Marriage. <laughs> marriage is what brings us together. Like, it's just Peter Cook off the chain. Someone's just like, just do your thing, man. And he was pretty old by that stage too. Mm. Old, but he died youngish, I think. Didn't he? No Peter Cook fans at the table. No, blank. Um, and yeah, sort of obviously the good guys win and we have a bit of a weird ending with them all jumping out the window onto horses. The slow-mo with the... Yeah, the, the slow-mo with the giant's hand. Yeah. Like yeah. where they all jump into... Oh, yeah. That was the thing I read on IMDb that he couldn't lift her. Oh. So ah. she's suspended in strings when that happens because he had such bad back problems. Wow. So he's that ill by then in, in this yeah, movie. Would, I mean... If you're that big, you've though, got to imagine that's, you've got yeah. that problems. It's pretty man. bad on your ticker, yeah. You put- and when you think about like all the wrestling and stuff he would have did, that yeah, would be terrible. True. He's picking up. I'm sure he's picking up Medicare for him back then. Yeah, down, you know. And Leah sinking so much piss, like his heart must be huge, though. Yeah, it, it must be as big as like a, a human's head, like. Um, and then we just yeah, we get our little um, kiss, and obviously interrupt by Fred Savage um, saying, oh, "Yeah, what he's happened. happy to." Have this kiss read out this time. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's it. like, can you come back tomorrow, Granddad, and read me again? Perfect film. Perfect film. Perfect. It doesn't it have cold. a freeze frame, which I, you know, that's I think the best way to end a film. <laughs> it, it's got all the things in it that you dislike, though. God, you've been thinking about this, and you're you, come at me. Come on, <laughs> narration. Come at me. Yeah, I hate narration. Yeah. Do you? When used properly, it's fantastic. But as a general rule, narrations usually. In a normal film, don't you think narration is just really lazy writing? Depends. It's like, I don't know how to show something to explain this, so I'm just going to have a voice tell you about it. Yeah. Don't but get me wrong, it's effective. Star Wars, it's effective. A little scrolling text, it, t- it mm. sets the scene for you. But a lot of films aren't that clever. They, you know, it's just, only when it goes on too long. It's got to be little, like the movie yeah. just before, we were just talking about American Beauty, and it's yeah. like, that's good. See, that works one at the start, you know, because yeah. it's yeah. just sort of in and then it's over and it doesn't yeah. really do it yeah. again or over. It's, so it's not, welcome. Um, so there was a character, you know, and I kind of hate that as, you know, freeze frame character's name comes up on the screen. It's like, that's a movie spoon feeding you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I you, wanna, like that. you also don't like jumps in time like five years later. That's true as well. Mm. Um, it's in everything. 
Yeah. But I, do I not like that that much? You did mention it. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're telling me this. I'm just sort of taking your word for it. It's your shrink. Again, if it's used right, there's always a right way to use things. There's lots of things I don't You'll defend like. this film to your death, though. Yeah, of course. I think yeah. this is a perfect film. Because I this is one of the, like, the first books I like ever fell in love with, and then I read the movie, and I was just like... You read the movie? Read the book, and then watched the movie. Okay. Just check. Um, <laughs> half sisters, all right. Maybe, he, needs, yeah, maybe he does need that narration. Yeah, just yeah. So on track. I don't know. I think it's a perfect film. I, I, maybe I put it as a day movie because that would be like my gauge of my interest in the girl I'd be on on a date. She's like, that was rubbish. I just get in my car and leave. Yeah, it'd be pretty. And, and it was at your house, so that's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get out. No wait, this is my house. Then I'll get out. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that hates that. Like yeah. I don't know. I didn't go down through the IMDb ratings. Man, there's people in the world that watch Transformers movies and enjoy them. Even the fourth ones? Even the, is oh. there, I don't know. Is there a fourth one? I think they're on the fourth one. The giant ball's the fourth one. I think that's the no, second that's one. The second one, yeah, with the pyramid. <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins is in the new one? That's a different podcast. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's a different episode. Yeah. Like Francis McDormand, Kelsey Grant, Stanley Tucci. How do these stupid films? Because <laughs> they're going to pull a billion dollars of Chinese is money. on his way out, and that's what he wants to end his career with. Oh, God. If he, do, if he dies, and that's imagine? the last movie he makes. Oh, I'll, I'll boycott that'll, it. That'll go down with. Street I think you'll look at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, but I want the film destroyed. Every copy <laughs> ever made destroyed so that it cannot be It's just going to keep going, one. you realise, though. Fifth, this will lead into the sixth and oh, the yeah. seventh. No, it's apparently this is his last, Bay's last one and then they'll really? bring someone else to take over. And then China takes over the whole production. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. all it's made well, for that, these that, days. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then, you know. And 15-year-old Bogan boys. I don't even think they watch it anymore, to be honest. Like, even, I caught a little bit of the fourth one and the dialogue is just... English 101, like it's not even for our audiences anymore. Nah, it's definitely catered towards. It's that, ridiculous. That China it's so bad. Why do you think all of a sudden the whole stories all now take place in China? Yeah, exactly. Just, just a way to appeal to their market and make a shit ton of money. Anyway, I recommend The Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie, Princess Bride. Uh, who doesn't recommend it? Come on, really? Yeah, no, no, it, it has I to be recommended. How do you feel as a date movie? I, yeah, I think it's perfect because it's nostalgic as well. So you're, yeah. you're kind of getting your inner child. And, and you finally nice got to watch light. it too. Yeah, well, it took eight years, but, mm. you know, he finally, <laughs> finally realised. Read the book next. Read. It's 2016. <laughs> you're trying to podcast. Okay, listen to the audio book. <laughs> Thank you. That's a whole other conversation. Carrie always does read audio book. <laughs> Um, you've seen it before, haven't you? No. Oh, you I, hadn't? I hadn't. I oh. didn't. I wasn't sure if I had or not. Sometimes I can't remember if I've seen things. It does I, have a I've got a bit of your time. dad about me. Yeah, I no. can't remember if I've seen them or not. Nobody has my dad about them. He's getting so bad now. <laughs> we were going to have him on the podcast, but he was like, I literally won't he be able to remember. He forgot to come. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I literally won't be able to remember. <laughs> Who are you? I'm just like, so we watched a movie, Dad, and he's like, did we? What no. was it? What happened? Did I enjoy it? My dad um, takes so- four nights to watch a movie. He falls asleep 20 minutes in 20 minute segments. And then he watches Must work the good with Netflix night. then at least. Oh, Netflix just, love him. Like yeah. they had to up their bandwidth just because of him. They, they almost need like um, eyelid sensors on it. So if he falls asleep, it can stop and exit. But the problem is like that I've said in the past. That's amazing. I'm like, that. like I've said in the past, he forgets whole movies and then he'll watch them and halfway through he remembers, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. And often I'll pick that something really annoying. Like I, and it's very rare, but I try and find something I haven't seen and he hasn't seen, and so we'll watch it together. So we watch a lot of older stuff together because I haven't seen a lot of older stuff and he hasn't. And then like halfway through, he'll be like, oh, that's the killer. <laughs> I've seen this. That guy's the killer. I remember now. Thanks, Dad. I haven't seen this before. We're like 40 minutes in. 
So yeah, we're never having him on the podcast. Fair enough. We should. I, I should just put a microphone on him when he's watching a movie. It's twenty minutes of him just asking me questions and then just snoring for the forty-five minutes. <laughs> what did that guy say when I said, "What did that guy say?" That's his favourite line. <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing again. Sorry. You re- definitely recommend you were saying you think it's one of the best. Uh, yeah, I've reckon, seen. I recommend it. Um, I think you probably have beat it up too much. Though. Oh, of course. Yeah. With so, everything. I. Did you watch it with Nat? She was in the kitchen. Yeah, um, so she kind of absorbed She was giggling of over my shoulder. I could That's hear her good. behind That's me giggling. Um, there were some funny moments in it, but it Hilarious. did leave me feeling like it was a little bit of a poor man's Monty Python. It, yeah, Just yeah, putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Stop crying. There. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing it to an American audience. It's always, you got to do it slowly with Monty Python to the oh, Americans. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. ease them into it. So. Yeah. And then show them the trout sketch and they're just like, why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> Works out the way though, like when you try and show people like Mighty Boosh and stuff like that. Yeah. That's true. Day Monty Pythons. Ash, you recommend? Oh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's got a bit of everything in it. Great love interests and just a fun story and... I love how it does jump back to that it is being read to a young Fred Savage. Yeah, I really, I really like take, that element yeah. of it, how it's, you know, it's just not the story. It's sort mm. of, you know, he's reading it to him. And I think probably it's very light, which is probably what makes it yeah. easy viewing. It's not hard. There's no straining. But, and we were talking, me and Loz were talking about if it's sort of aged badly, but I don't think it has at all. Like for a nearly 30-year-old mm. film, there's nothing, you know, nothing in it nah. that's... Some ridiculous. Of films, I guess like the sword fights might be really bad. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's still not even that bad. Era. Yeah, yeah. Because there was no special effects, really. Like we were talking about the fact that the sets are just the sets are what they are. They were cheap yeah. then, they're cheap now. And, yeah, you know, yeah, you're not trying to do anything. Giant live action play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I guess that's a big problem with movies these days. Now is they their, their eyes get bigger than their stomach and they want big visual sets and. They can't build them because it's too expensive. It's cheaper to they date. CGI. They date quicker than the old ones. Yeah, you know? that's fun, that's the funniest it thing. Looks right? ridiculous. Yeah, you know, you watch Jurassic World against Jurassic Park, and you know, yeah, Jurassic exactly. Park comes out on top every time. You guys talking about Devil's Advocate the other day? I'd only just watched that pretty recent <laughs> yeah. as well, and oh, yeah. some of the CGI in that for what ninety seven? Ninety seven, I think it was. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, but for his time, though. For his time, yeah. The moving statues thing is the thing yeah. I'm most impressed with about that because you have all the bodies moving and you're like, oh, shit, that's pretty good for that. It's kind of cool. But, the, yeah, like him turning in is like one of the oh. worst morph tools ever. Yeah. It's like, why did you put that in? But at 97, that would have been, oh, wow, wow, that's amazing. He turned into the devil. Yeah, it's it. The devil's really on screen. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You can imagine the panic and the <laughs> satanic panic of the states. Keanu's with long hair and wings. That's it. It's enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool, we're done. That's the three movies. Yeah, we we're dusted. Happy we got the Princess Bride done by the end of season one. I was going to say, yeah, we squeezed it in the first season. So. I'll need a new thing to obsess about in the next season. Well, I'm, I think we should make a concerted effort to be more modern films next season. Yeah, because we, 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 we've watched far too many good movies. The problem this is season. most films past 2005 are terrible. It's so very we'll have true. Plenty it's to talk about. It is hard. I think it's good. Yeah, we, we should probably pick some more bad movies. We we, yeah. we try to. We try to explore the spectrum of films, so we have bad films and good films. And I've heard some feedback that um, people enjoy more when we talk about cruddy films. Sure. Well, it's so, easier to pull something yeah. apart than it is to create something nice, Mark. And pull scenes mm. apart, yeah, and just have a big laugh at it. We definitely yeah. got to do Piranha Conda. That's yes, our definite that's, that's already on yeah. the list. <laughs> yeah. When science goes mad, <laughs> combines Piranha DNA with Anaconda DNA. And Michael Madsen's in it as well. 
That was when he was on. I think he had a lot of drug problems, so he did a lot of movies. Has he ever not had a lot of drug problems? I don't know. I feel like he's just always always had a drug problem. His face looks like a drug problem. It's just written all over his face. If he didn't do drugs, he'd probably look like 10, 20, 30. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like um, Mickey Rourke without. No, it's kind of like the Anaconda Four that has like John Rhys Davies in it, and you're like, that's like after Lord of the Rings. Like, why are you making these shitty <laughs> sci-fi movie TVs? Those those movies fascinate me. I'm definitely wanting four more of those. Should we have any honorable mentions for date night movies? Anything you want to throw out there? You think that's a one that you might enjoy in the past? Well, I threw it out at the start. Misery isn't that a good misery? <laughs> Uh, in high school, no, just out of high school, was it? No, in high school, I took a girl on a date and we saw Seven. That was Ooh, cool. oh, wow. yeah, that, really? that was a fucking Good big movie. mistake. Great movie, but fantastic movie, movie. But um, does not put you in the mood for anything afterwards. Anything yeah. at all. Like, well, we were doing Memory Lane, and our very first date was Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And that's when we fell in love. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We were about 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid film. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Doesn't he masturbate? <laughs> he sure does. does. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sketchy He's... stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, wow. I'm not yeah. saying there's anything wrong with that, but. No. <laughs> no. There's plenty wrong with that. Yeah, it's a scary film, too. That's pretty, yeah, pretty freaky. That's, that's set the theme for us. It was that his tactic to scare you, like that's scare me to submission. That's it, yeah. No, Trying to make you jump into his arms. No, I reckon, I reckon that I was the judge. <laughs> I'm too scared. No, like you, you gotta you gotta judge someone based on their movie taste. So. You do definitely. So it's, it's it wasn't important. gonna sit through Red Dragon. Out. Still a good movie as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great movie. movie uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, they're like great. Super glued to a chair. Yeah. I was going to say as an honourable mention, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's oh yeah, that's good. I was almost going to send that to good. you for one to. That's a good one. Like, yeah, rom- we need to we need to put that into our just everything to add zombies yeah. into a rom com. Yeah. That was yeah. groundbreaking. But they call it the rom com zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> had its own genre now. And I wish a bit more people added to that genre. Yeah, that'd be really good. That's a great honourable mention. Follow Edgar Wright. Surely, what did you and you and Nat? What, can you remember what your first movie would have been? Our first movie was actually you would have been sixteen-ish. Uh, uh, a very low budget independent Australian film called Occasional Course Language. Oh, yeah, that fuck man, you're showing your age there. Tell me about it. These two are probably staring back blankly. I yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think it came out on VHS. That's how old it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what's a VHS? Yeah, remind us again. Stick it in the machine and it whirs. Those were the good old days, though. Five, yeah. five weeklies for $5. Until someone awesome. didn't rewind the tape. Stick in the horrible old one that screwed your bloody player. Oh, yeah. It comes up with a million lives. Ours was the worst because tracking. Tracking. Yeah. Kids will never know the oh. horrors of tracking and the pain. <laughs> just oh, the pain. Nothing yeah. worse. Yeah. Getting a dodgy tape and it just. And then like not returning a rewind and being like, find a dollar. Like, oh, that was wow, insane. Yeah, you had to rewind it back to the start. Yeah. Totally yeah, forgotten yeah, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. We were lucky. We used to get movies on Friday nights because that was fish and chip night. And we get five weeklies for $5. I would get to choose two. Dad would choose one and my sisters would choose one. Um, but man, you, Dad would go in and order the fish and chips. So you had like this pressure timeline on you. Yeah. Oh, and I'd have like <laughs> seven or eight and just like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> like, fish and chips will be ready in a couple minutes. Ah. That's awesome. I'll like, oh, just put all these here. Yeah, those days are gone now, unfortunately. Netflix if you can even find yeah. a video store. I was going to say, they're probably they're all gone, all gone now. Yeah, they? They'd all be broke. gone definitely now. There was a video easy to me for the longest time. I couldn't believe it was still open. Sorry, my video store's still open, I should say, the one it's in Bankstown. 
Yeah, everything's a gym now. Yeah. Everything's a gym. <laughs> everything's a gym or a McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Next door, a coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we've got up the road. That's great. They almost share a wall, the McDonald's and the gym. <laughs> you can finish your workout and go and grab a Big Mac. That's right, yeah. Or good have your Big Mac again. first, then go and work your Big Mac off. No, that always made me feel sick. Yeah, true. <laughs> Some I did that once. I ate a whole Palmer and like six beers the night before, and then I went and did the thousand steps. That's not a good idea. Oh, I threw yeah, my guts up that. when I got to Bad the top. life yeah. choices. <laughs> I just vomited <laughs> like crazy. Because <laughs> I'd never done it before, and my friend was like, yeah, yeah, and it's a thousand steps. I'm like, at the time, I was living in an apartment on the third building, so that was about 120 steps. So I was like, <laughs> I don't think it's a thousand steps. I'm like, I'll be fine. It's like going up and down five. I can do that. It's not a thousand steps. It's like, 3,000 steps and they're not they're all oddly uniquely shaped <laughs> and they're all huge and they're and all like giant a, steps yeah, there's like four Andre steps the giant one. strides just yeah. to get up them uh, that was the episode before I keep going on about this yes, I'll just start revealing off. more about myself um, <laughs> you need to do the thing where you tell people well I was just going to set everyone up for next episode which will be a little bit different next episode not. yes going to be so a little bit different we're going to do a bit of an awards night to celebrate the end of the season because we're coming up to Christmas rapidly yep It'll so we're going to have a little break season one um, so yeah, we're going to get back some old, old, I shouldn't say old, previous old, guests. Previous guest hosts are all coming back, uh, about four or five of them. And we're going to, we're going to go through, uh, the best of movies. We're going to do our own little Academy Awards and figure out, get some nominees and then have mm. some discussions and, uh, and then have some votes and, uh, see what we come up with. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It might be a horrible hot mess with like seven of us around the table, but fours work so lovely. So... Don't see why eight should be fine. Ten, <laughs> nine, nine. Just double the numbers you know, keep getting right. bigger. Yeah, just buy more microphones. We'll be yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, and then where can you reach us? Uh, you can reach us as always at scene three podcast at gmail.com. Always remembering the three, the number. We don't spell three. Number three, less letters. Um, and scene three podcast on Facebook. Um, we should probably mention if you subscribed through iTunes and if you've never come by the Facebook page, you probably should come by the Facebook page because yeah. then you get to see the selfie. Yes, you get to see so, the, the people who, the, the voices, the faces. The, the faces voices. behind the voices. So we put um, a, a selfie up every episode. Um, someone pointed out why my head's so big in all of the selfies. Because you stand so close to the camera. Yeah, and because you, you, I'm at the camera end of the thing and you're holding the oh, camera. Oh, so it's like a fisheye lens, yeah. is it? So it makes your head bigger. <laughs> I it's apparently still have you. quite a large head, it but that's making head. it worse. I did, like last, I did like last week's episode where Nick just looked like a cardboard cut out of himself. <laughs> he, did. he didn't move. Yeah, you yeah. can tell that guy's taking a lot of promo shots. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got his pose down. down. He's blue steel straight away. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So next week we'll do that and then we're going to take a break. And yeah, visit the Facebook page because I'll, I'll post a lot of content and questions up there while we're on our break. We need to get some uh, listener suggestions for movies they want to see us do and we'll shoehorn them into some themes, I reckon. Yeah, let's find some more movies I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. cults. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you guys for being yes, on the show. thank you, special guest. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, it was great to have two people at once. It was a bit different. Normally, it's just me and Mark terrorizing one person. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a second person to terrorize as well. Yay! That's it from me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.